0: Hi, I'm Arthur Parsons uh, from CC Games. You're listening to the Trophy Horse podcast.
1: You are listening to Trophy Horse with your hosts, Tricky Mick,
2: Alex, I yield to no one, Mark,
1: and Troy.
3: Welcome to Chump Yours. It doesn't matter what episode
2: this is, because I'm back! You've been
3: Ah, been ah, waiting two months to do that, haven't you?
2: God, yes, I have.
3: (laughs) This is episode 285.
2: I'm your host, Tricky Mick. Alongside with me, the man that's excited to be back, Alex. Tricky Mick was trying to ruin my return to this show. But like one of them wrestlers who comes back to WWE after a long absence, I wanted to have my moment. Damn it. Fireworks and all. Did you have your Goldberg moment? I have a raging erection right now.
0: Oh, man. Uh,
3: also with us, I yield to no one.
4: Hey, that Goldberg
3: match was awesome. That was the biggest joke. You know what? No, I'm going to save it for the, uh, the Smart Marks podcast. That was a joke.
4: I I don't care. That was awesome. I loved watching Lesnar get beat.
3: Also with us, Troy.
0: What's the freaking business? How we doing?
4: And uh, we do not have
3: Mark here, so uh, it is what it is.
4: Well, how are we supposed to tap that vein if he's not here?
3: Hey, apparently that vein is dry. No homo, by the way.
0: Are we, are we talking about heroin? Was that a heroin joke? <laughs> <laughs>
3: That vein is dry. We're gonna have to find a there new. There's vein. a
0: new heroin epidemic in this country.
3: Uh, listeners, I will tell you right now, there is a Rangers game going on, so there's a good chance you're gonna hear a goal horn. This is for you, Mr.
0: J. There's also a Raiders game going on. They were they did really good in the first half, but they started to suck balls in the second half.
2: They just, uh, I think they just got a new another touchdown because Derek Carr just got a bunch of points for me.
0: Thank fucking God. He came out, and now yeah, they're tied now. Uh, He came out, and like there was a botched snap, and it basically dislocated his pinky. And pretty much as soon as that happened, the whole fucking game went to hell. But yeah, now that they come back, it's tied now. Good deal. It kind of sucks because he's on my team. I'm relying on him to, to win me some points. No, nah, he's still good as shit. But yeah, it really sucked when he uh, had his pinky dislocated there. I mean, I do want to say that I also have Phillip Rivers. So I'm
2: good if one of my quarterbacks gets hurt, but still. <laughs> going to be all right. I'd rather not have Derek Carr injured I feel like me at this too. Point, I don't play
0: fantasy football, but I am a Raiders fan, so I I'd feel rather like an, not have Derek Carr injured. Yeah, either. and then
2: the Raiders are finally good again. So I mean, right. you must be happy. It's weird. That's uh, like, a good, don't, good season. Forgive me if I'm releasing information that you don't want people to know, but you live in do you live in Arizona or it New Mexico?
0: No, I live in New Mexico.
2: So, so yes, why aren't you New why aren't you Mexico. a Cardinals fan? They're right next door.
0: No, actually. The the trend in this area is to be a Cowboys fan, which I refuse. To be
2: a they're they're fan. a they're, good man. They're America's team, right? Cowboys suck.
0: That's what the story is.
2: No, they're Jerry Jones' team.
0: I, I think they I think they named themselves America's team though, so I call that into question.
2: It's all because of the cheerleaders. Come on.
0: Yeah, the Raiders have really good cheerleaders too though. The Raiderettes are super popular too. But yeah, the Cowboys cheerleaders are pretty dope. I, I've got no problem with any cheerleaders. Like every team, cheerleaders. I'm all for them. Nothing against any of the cheerleaders in the NFL.
3: What about the Spirit Squad? You done with the Spirit Squad?
0: Who has a Spirit Squad? <laughs> Isn't that like some high school shit? The smart marks would know. Right? Oh, see, this is wrestling shit. I don't know wrestling. Come on, man.
3: My God. Dolph Ziggler came from the Spirit Squad.
0: Let's get off topic
2: of the NFL while, before Tricky burst into a fit of crying because the Giants are terrible. Oh. Hey, they won again. Didn't they play the Browns? Aren't the Browns, like, winless (sighs) this year?
0: They're beyond the worst, yeah. I'm pretty sure they are winless this season.
2: It's nothing to brag about, Tricky.
0: Those poor guys. Hey, a
2: win is a win. It's like saying I woke up and I I unwrapped a Tootsie Roll this morning. It doesn't mean shit. In In the great
3: wise words of Dominic Toretto, it doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Uh, but if you winning.
2: beat a good team, it definitely matters as opposed to beating a terrible team. Okay.
3: Didn't the Giants beat the Green Bay this year?
2: I didn't say Green Bay was good this year. Uh uh-huh. So shut up. Let's do as
3: we do every week and give you our updated trophy count. I am level 31 total trophies of 7,684 with a plaque count of 67.
2: Alex how about you, you how about you bring Alex a football team up. down here to Kentucky in Lexington and play the Wildcats fresh off their victory in Louisville this week like 20 something point underdogs and they fucking beat Louisville. How about that? How about you bring a How about you bring your damn giants down here to play Kentucky. Whoop that ass. How about you Stanley Boo Williams talent? whoop that ass. All right, so I have 5779 total trophies. I'm level 28. And I have 81 Platinums in 80 games. Sorry, I had to turn my head to the TV every time I wanted to see a stat. Uh, why don't you have
3: the uh, the agenda up? Wouldn't that be easier? Look, I
2: read the agenda earlier. That's the most you're going to get out of me. All
4: right, yield. Level 23, trophy count of 4 three, two, six, and 61 Platinums in 61 games. All right, Mark is
3: level 26, uh, total trophies of 6,524, with a plaque of 27. He's now 1,100 trophies behind me. He's never going to catch me.
0: Troy. So I am a level 19. It says I have 32, 33 trophies. I'm pretty sure that maybe uh, I actually have more than that, but I didn't sink. So we'll find out next. Uh, I'm sorry, next week when I sink and, and add him. Well, how many did you get? I don't know. I think it was like two or three. I don't know. We'll do it. It's fine. It's no big deal. Platinum count of 38.
4: All right.
3: Before we actually get into uh, what we're playing, I have to say uh, having Troy on the show has been a, a good addition to the show. Uh, Troy, I, I know we talked about this in um, in our little fa- our Facebook chat, but Troy, for some reason... People like writing in, and now we have three emails this week.
0: That's amazing. I love it. Love it to death. I actually had a little spiel that I was going to do in the in the housekeeping uh, based on emails, but we'll definitely get to that later. Uh-huh. I'm I'm super excited to have all these emails, though. Believe that.
3: Also, um, I, I we have some uh, news that we actually have some iTunes ratings this week too.
0: God, dude, killing it, killing it. I'm so proud of you. I am so proud of you, listeners. You guys rock. Troy's posse in the NM is coming out in, in droves.
3: <laughs> and I have one more bit of news to announce. That I actually didn't tell my horseman brothers before we started. Uh, as the listeners know, last week we debuted a new intro and outro song. You guys know about that, right? Yep. Yes. All right. Well, apparently we're big in the Philippines now.
0: Sweet
3: yeah, I was checking the stats and since the sh- from the time the show aired, which was Wednesday, to the time of our recording, which is now Sunday, so that's what three, four days. Yeah. we've gained yeah. 10,000 subscriptions in the Philippines alone.
0: Hells yeah. Do you think the band did some promo work for us?
3: I have no idea. I've been looking on their Facebook page to see like they advertised for us or anything.
0: No idea. That's fucking dope. So yeah, if any, I mean, if anybody doesn't know the band uh, Even, right? Yeah, no, is Even. that the song Even? No. Yeah, the ba- band's Even, and they're based in the Philippines. So the the music at the front and the back of the show is uh, from a band from the Philippines that we got permission to use their music. So that's pretty awesome that our fandom in the Philippines has grown since we started using one of their, their native bands' music in our podcast.
4: Taking over the podcast world one ear hole at a time. So, I, you know, I,
3: I meant to do this. Maybe I'll do this during the show. I'm actually going to, because uh, we talked about our iTunes ratings. I'm actually going to switch our my iTunes store over to the Philippines to see if we got any ratings from over there. Cool. So, somebody remind me halfway through the show, send me a message when we get close <laughs> to the housekeeping to switch it over so I can look. Cool. I'm going to have to learn what the Philippine flag looks like, though, because I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get into what we're playing Uh, Alex, it's been a long time,
2: two months, I'm sure. You have a a plethora of games. So once I moved to the house, I didn't have internet. I actually got internet a couple weeks ago, so there was about a month and a half there where I didn't have internet. So I went out and I bought WWE 2K17 because I I was going to download Transformers Devastation, but I didn't have internet, so I couldn't do that. So I figured, okay, well, WWE 2K17 will take a lot of time for me. Uh, my, like It's my free gaming time, so that'll be a good game for me to buy and play. And I had bought a, hadn't bought a WWE game in a long time, so okay, we'll, we'll get in on this. Very next day I learned that I was eligible for internet then, so I was like, fuck. Anyway, I've been playing a lot of WWE 2K17, going for that platinum, and apparently I like to pick games that take forever to fucking platinum now, because after Helldivers Divers, like 100 plus hours, it takes an estimated 200 hours to uh platinum wwe 2k17 so tricky might actually tricky might actually catch me in uh platinum trophies but by the time i get this one
1: get out of here
2: really as you know so i'm gonna i'm gonna get this cocksucker all right so lucia i'm assuming lucia being the the wwe fan he is has talked about the game on the show is that correct um i don't think so okay So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff I want to say. I'll try to keep it as brief as I can. As you all know, I'm kind of a talker, so... Uh, So, anyway. WWE 2K17, like, the reason to buy this game is for the roster. They've got a ton of modern and past wrestlers, legends. And I've always wanted a legend-specific game, like um, TKHQ's WWE All-Stars. I've wanted a game that's primarily legends, or mostly legends. And this game, I think it's 140 total wrestlers, not including DLC, so they've got a ton of not only modern wrestlers but also like old-school historical wrestlers, everyone from the Natural Disasters to Ric Flair to Shawn Michaels to, to uh, Big Boss. Man. So there's a lot of wrestlers in there, so the fans will really, really love that. Um, there's a lot of – like Creation Studio, create an entrance, create a uh, wrestler, create a title, create an arena. They're all really cool. Uh, the creation stuff is great too. And it, it's really good because the the create arena as well the, as the arenas they have built into the game have a lot of nods to old games. I was a big fan of WrestleMania 2000 and w, and uh, WCW NWO Revenge as well as WB No Mercy. So there are nods. There are arenas like Bash at the Beach and Halloween Havoc uh, arenas in there that kind of throw nods back to that. There's also uh, the create arena where they have like the Backlash 2000 um, setup or the uh, Survivor Series 1998 with the big skull – uh entryway so like that is really cool to have those nods back to the older games because i still look back at wrestlemania 2000 and no mercy is like the two best wrestling games ever uh part of that is because they were really arcadey whereas games now tend to be more simulation style and and that's the way that 2k17 is I, i feel like the you know the the wrestling aspect of it the actual gameplay is the weakest part of the game all the flair and the the car- the roster and just the creative stu- the creative stuff like that's all great but the wrestling isn't really that great i mean it's fun but it's very reversal heavy so i feel like it, the tide turns in the match so much that i feel like it disrupts the gameplay it disrupts the flow of the match and it makes it not as fun i want to get in there and i want to dominate but i don't want to get reversed by Titus O'Neil or Eric Rowan 10,000 times in one match so that is kind of annoying and also, finishing moves don't necessarily finish your opponents. I've done two finishers in a row and still had an opponent kick out. I've done a finisher, gone up to the top rope to do a, a move, and the person who I just did the finisher to will immediately get up, whereas if I get hit with a clothesline at the beginning of the match, I'll be down for 10 hours. Um, and I, I hit Earthquake's finishing move on Sami Zayn, and Sami Zayn kicked out. Like There's some finishing moves. Brock Lesnar's F5, someone kicked out of that. There's If you do a finishing move... That should be it. It should be over and done. Uh, Unless it's someone like John Cena or AJ Styles, the Undertaker, who, you know, is a a big name who is known to kick out of something like that in big matches. So that's really annoying. The commentary is always a problem in wrestling games, and it's still that way here. A lot of times it's out of place, generic, or just plain wrong. Um, You'll hear the same stuff over and over again, even during the same match right after another comment. Um... I'm trying to think of other stuff. Uh, you'll try to grapple at some points, and it won't recognize you actually trying to grapple somebody. You'll just kind of stand there and stutter. Step. So as far as the gameplay goes, I'm kind of making it sound like it's not that great. It is fun, but I feel like the, rever- the that it needs to be more arcade where I need to have more control of the match instead of having to go back and forth. I don't want to say it doesn't need to be as skill-based, but it's just the flow of the match is just kind of just back and forth seesawing, and it's not as fun, quite frankly for me. So, if you have to buy WWE 2K17, I would not turn you away from it. You've probably used that style of the wrestling, of the gameplay. Um, but the real reason to, to get into this game is the, the roster, the size of the roster, the options for creating wrestlers um, and arenas and stuff. Oh, one other thing I do want to touch on. There are two big, aside from the play modes, like where you just go in and do like exhibition and just play how you want. There are two main modes, uh, like story-wise. There's a uh, my career mode, which you go, you can go build yourself up from NXT and go all the way to like the WWE champion. Uh, so it's basically your career throughout the WWE, building up your popularity and getting T-shirt sales and building up your attributes and going after titles, starting rivalries. There's that that is fine. That's all you know. It's nice. It's 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 fun. Um, but you know, a lot of times, like it'll take you forever to get a title shot, and if you don't actively start a rivalry, you will like it'll take. Months and months for you to get a title shot, which is kind of annoying. Uh, but overall, it's pretty fun. The, the WWE Universe mode kind of puts you in control of the entire program where you can create shows, you can create matches, you can create rivalries if you want. Uh, it's kind of useless. I feel like they could have taken it out of there and had nothing really missing from the game. Uh, you can basically just simulate, simulate your way through all the matches, or you can play the matches. It just It's in a necessary mode. I mean, yes, you get to create matches. Yes, you get to start, start rivalries. But quite frankly, I'd rather play my career and then just go into the exhibition matches and enjoy all the unlockables that I've earned. Last thing I'll say is, uh, one of the really cool things about it, uh, the game's really authentic. And, and what I mean by that is, wrestlers have their, even the legends, like Jake the Snake and Macho Man Randy Savage and the Ultimate Warrior, have their authentic entrance themes from back in the 90s and 80s. And even if they're, like, some wrestlers have, like, two different attires, like there's a 1991 Jake the Snake Roberts and a 1996 Jake the Snake Roberts, their entrance music for, for both those characters will be authentic to that time period. So Jake the Snake Roberts has two different entrance themes because they were two different time periods when he, he wrestled, and he had two different entrance themes, one for each of those times. So the game is really authentic. The roster is great. Uh, the creative options are really good. The my career is pretty fun. They've got a lot of different match types, as they've always built into the games. Uh, great DLC support. Uh, the only thing is, is that I, I feel like the wrestling's not as fun. Like I, I come from again, no mercy in WrestleMania 2000, where it's that was to me the perfect mix. And I really likes the simulation style over the arcadiness of those games as well as WWE All Stars. So it is fun if you enjoy wrestling if you really like WWE and the WB games buy it you're not gonna really get any you're not gonna blow you out of the water but you're not gonna get anything you don't like uh, you know what to expect but if you're just someone who's kind of jumping back into it from you know a long time ago rent it, save your money don't pay 60 bucks for it um, I'd say wait for it to go on sale if you have to uh, it's fun play it if you want to you know if you're a fan you'll you'll enjoy it. Um, but just don't expect the wrestling to be the strongest part of it because it's not. So, sorry, I went on a really long time there, but I have not been on in two months, and that's what I've been playing. All right, yield. What have you been playing?
0: Why the fuck did you just God! moan?
1: <laughs> boom Wait, wait,
2: tricky. Explain yourself. I did moan. You, you gave a heavy sigh.
3: You were, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm actually standing in my door smoking.
2: A you You so. were displeased with the amount of time that I was talking about wrestling, which I figure you would I,
3: like because you like no, wrestling. No. no, I am very pleased that you have gone long-winded and uh, have discussed. I, I It's a pleasure to have you back. I'm sorry if you mistook my my uh, greeting as a sign of
2: difficulty. But well, hold on. Why don't you have, do- have <laughs> for 17 There's some online trophies that I need some help with.
3: I don't play wrestling
0: games. I bet the Smart Marks guys have that game, and they would love to help you with the online trophies. They
4: they would be more than happy to. Play. I haven't played a wrestling game since the last SmackDown game on the two, maybe See, the three.
2: But you and Tricky both really like wrestling. Like, why wouldn't you own wrestling games? I I mean,
4: because they they've changed the the wrestling style when uh when it went away from SmackDown and the SmackDown brand name, and I just. Here's the thing. It's it's a fight. I just don't like the way it's it's, it's,
2: it's, a, it's a fighting type game, but it's actually fun because most fighting games are not fun because you get your
4: ass kicked by anybody who's played it for fucking ever. I've thought I've thought about picking it up though because the, the career mode looked a little interesting. I mean, I, f- I feel like if you're a
2: wrestling fan, no matter if the gameplay is changed or not, or if it's really that great or not, simply to go in there and play as your favorite superstars and have the opportunity to play as so many people. I figure that's enough of a draw where you wouldn't really need to care so much about the gameplay style.
0: So we've now established that Tricky and Yield are not actually wrestling fans. No, I, I, I will
2: <laughs> play a WWE
3: 2K game again when they bring CM Punk back.
0: When the WWE brings CM Punk back yeah. or when the game brings CM Punk back? When,
4: when the game brings back CM Punk, then I'll, then I'll buy that game. Well, I'm sure somebody will create one. There is n- there's no
2: way... Yeah, I mean, you can upload um, superstars and logos... Um, and I believe Arena is, too, up to the, the servers, and, and anyone can download them. So, I mean, if someone creates a CM Punk, you can you can download him to your system.
3: No, no, I'm talking the developers need to make him. They, he's got to come out to the culture personality.
2: Well, okay, Hold well, him. you know that's not going to happen because you know how he, their relationship with WWE. I was
0: going right. to say, this, this so, game is licensed by the WWE. I don't think they would even so know you, let that happen.
2: So you guys are not getting the clue that
4: I'm not going to buy a wrestling
0: You're game. not going to play the game.
4: You know what? I'm gonna love, love it if he actually makes a comeback and. Yeah, tricky. Like if if that back. happens,
0: if CM Punk comes
2: back to WWE and is in a WWE wrestling game, you have to um, you have to buy it. I will
3: buy it. I will buy it. And platinum it. I, I'm, and platinum. I, I don't know about platinum, but I will buy it.
0: No, no, you have to platinum it. <laughs>
4: no, yeah, Troy says you have to
0: platinum it. <laughs> what
3: if they do like a Road to WrestleMania where you have to beat the
4: under? Then, then you.
0: Just then have to you make that happen, uh, dude.
2: puff up your chest and you beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania. It's a video game Undertaker. It's not the Undertaker. It's not Mark Calloway.
0: The Undertaker.
3: No, but they uh, in previous games they have said that they did a re- road to WrestleMania where you had to beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania on like the hardest difficulty without even uh, getting like the Undertaker can't even go against a pin attempt against you. You have to, like, completely destroy him. That's a, And that was a bronze trophy.
2: Well, that requirement is
4: not in this game, and thank fucking God. Well, that shouldn't be too hard, because Lesnar beat him at WrestleMania, so...
2: You know, if you're if you're going to get me to do that with the Undertaker in this game, it's basically like saying, hey, beat a Mega Man game and get the Platinum. I, and I think you actually had to beat him with a creative character, too. Well, I mean, that's... that's uh, I mean, a lot of times you can build up your creative yeah. character to be super strong. So, I mean...
0: I was going to say that... If if it's anything like Madden, that actually is easier. You just pump up your stats all crazy. You
2: know what? Before
3: before I actually uh, before I actually give false information, I'm actually looking up the trophy right now. Uh, the 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 trophy was in WWE 2K13, and the trophy was called "The Streak Ends," and it was beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania with a custom superstar on legend difficulty. No, thank
2: you. WWE 2K13. So it wasn't you couldn't
3: get pit, you couldn't even like start to get. Paid are you by looking the that taker.
0: up at? Can you see the percentage of people who actually had that trophy?
3: No, I actually uh, I'm on a website that I can't say.
0: Oh, Okay, it'd be nice to see how many, how what percentage of people actually earned that trophy.
3: I mean, I'm sh- I, I'm sure I could look it up on PSA profiles. Yeah,
0: I'm, yeah, it's available for sure.
3: All right, uh, Who's next yield. While you're talking about what you're playing, I'm gonna look it up on PSA profiles.
4: Okay, so I've been playing some Race to Sun, which. Um, I'm a little late reporting this, but as Tricky knows, I was number one in the world for a time in the apocalypse mode. I got the screenshot. Oh my god. Um, I've also been playing some uh, Red Johnson Chronicles on the 3. Some Tower of... uh, The Tower of Deadly Monsters, which our our friendly little troll is... is Are we we talking about Mr. Good Old Crazy Ass JT? I think. Yes. We are, <laughs> yes. And then um, I've also been playing uh, the Lego Movie. You know, I gotta, I gotta
2: give an early shout out here to JT because he was on uh, Facebook earlier. He was uh, trumping his new PSN name, which I'm sure that you all have already already gotten his friend request right. Yeah, JT, you're nuts. You crazy, crazy mofo. Uh,
4: I get yield. Uh, no, I think that's all I've
3: been playing. All right, I just looked it up. According to PSN profiles on the PS4, fifteen point four, uh, fifteen point forty-seven percent, uh, and there have been ten thousand four hundred and eighty-five achievers.
0: That's actually not that's that's actually way higher percentage than I would have expected for that trophy. You got some determined, dedicated WWE fans out there.
3: Uh oh, oh here here you go. Here here's the the tip of how to get that trophy. You ready? Even though in the trophy description does not mention it, this trophy can only be done in WWE Universe mode. In Universe mode, simulate the game up to WrestleMania, edit one of the matches in the card so Undertaker is facing a custom superstar. You can use one you made yourself or one that you downloaded. Make sure the match is on legend difficulty. Give your superstar infinite finishers and hit it with him, hit him with it about 20 times. If he reverses it, <laughs> then that's fine because he can't pin you if you don't have much damage. After you win the match, you will get the trophy. So you Damn. have to
0: hit The
2: Undertaker with 20 finishers.
0: 20 finishers. Unless
2: it's an F5 and you only hit him with three. Well, technically it was four. I'm sorry, my math was off. I was a journalism major. Uh, Troy, what have you been playing?
0: So all of my gaming this last week took place on Thanksgiving. Um, so my wife and I had uh her cousin over because she lives here in las cruces she's going to school with us and she worked on black friday so she couldn't head to roswell to spend time with her family so we were all stuck here in las cruces so we hosted her for our thanksgiving dinner and we did plenty of gaming that day uh so we played some dr mario on the nes classic uh playstation wise we did jackbox party pack one and two uh which was a lot of fun uh enjoyed that that's where my trophies uh would have come from i think jackbox 2 is where those trophies pop from that i didn't uh Uh, sync and then we finished up the night playing some smash on the wii u which was pretty dope i actually i've owned it for a while but i've never actually played it um the cool thing about that i know this isn't a nintendo podcast and everyone's gonna fucking flip their minds about this but uh so uh there's an app that you can download onto the 3ds uh which lets you use the 3ds as a controller for smash on the wii u which is actually really dope because all i've got is the gamepad and i've got a couple of old wii motes and wii motes are really fucking horrible to play smash with because there's not enough buttons to do everything um so it was pretty dope because we used uh my two 3ds's to uh as controllers for the the wii u version of smash which was pretty dope uh but that's that's all i've been playing this week
3: all right, and this week I have been playing Watch Dogs 2, Robinson: The Journey, Dark War Mastered Edition, Carnival Games VR, Batman: Return to Arkham, Arkham Asylum, and Star Wars Battlefront. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, we're all right. Let we're gonna get into our topics, but our second topic is what I really wanted to get to. Uh, our first topic is Extra Life. Uh, Troy, why don't you give us our updated uh, information on our Extra Life?
0: So as of November twenty second, Extra Life is posting up that they have reached eight million five hundred thousand dollars raised for the kids so far, which is pretty amazing.
3: That's uh almost the total from last year, right? Because we established it was eight point six last year. Oh,
0: I meant to fucking look that up and I didn't. I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't I didn't look that up, but yeah. That's probably pretty close. I bet we I bet we surpass it for sure this year.
3: Yeah. We still got a month to go. All right, our next topic, uh as you guys know, in the United States, the day after Thanksgiving is Black Friday. Uh, I'm not a big Black Friday person. I'm more of a Cyber Monday type of person. But uh, did anybody get any uh, good deals on Black Friday? Yes. Oh, alright,
4: Yield, You stepped up. What'd you get? I uh, picked up Just Cause Three for fifteen bucks. I okay. was I was going to buy I was going to buy the XL edition online from the Sony. Uh, Black Friday sale, it was on the. It, that comes with the game and all the DLC for, what was it, twenty one twelve? Okay. But I was Sounds looking like that. at this. Yeah, I, no, it's not bad at all. Well, besides the fact that it's like a forty gig download, but I was I was checking it cause I that's the one I was going to buy. It made more sense. Spend spend six more dollars and get everything. But I was checking out the reviews for the DLC, and the the highest one was a five. The rest of them out of were 10. like three, yeah, out of ten. The rest of them were like three and a half and less. The other two, and then they they were all like it takes two to three hours to beat them, and there's really not that much to them. And I'm just like, well, if that's all it is, it's nothing. Not not that you expect DLC to be groundbreaking, but you expect at least I expect a little bit more than a couple hours. I was just like, you know what, screw it. I'll save the six bucks and I bought the disc version. Um, and then I also picked up Tomb Raider. It wasn't, it, I mean, it's, it's a sale compared to when it came out, but I picked up, uh, Rise of Tomb Raider for 35 That's not bad.
1: Cool, so, cool. no, it's not.
4: I had, I had Battlefield 1 in my hand because a buddy of mine's getting it and he's, and I was like, well, it does look kind of cool. It's a war game. It's kind of my thing, even though it's World War One. And I was like, but... I've got so much other backlog games to play that by the time I'd get around to playing this, everybody will probably have moved on, so I put it back. So that's all I got. I only picked up two games.
2: All right, Alex, you get anything for Black Friday? I didn't really. No, I worked on Black Friday, and I, I thought about going to Best Buy, but I. No, I, I didn't even try to brave it this year. There wasn't really anything I wanted, there wasn't really anything that I needed. And, you know, with the house, I kind of wanted to save as much money as possible. But I did buy one thing. I only bought one thing. I bought it off Amazon from the uh, comfort of my own warm, toasty home underneath the blanket. Uh, I bought Captain America Civil War on Blu-ray for $8.
4: Woo! Hey! Hey, you want you you want to know something else I know you'll want to buy that's less than
2: $8? What's that?
4: Uh, the Mega Man collection is on the PSN for 6 bucks through, I think, Monday. You... you...
2: You messaged me about that and I saw that. I is it's okay through Monday through the I, end of the month. Yeah,
0: the 29th well, is when that sale ends. Yeah,
4: the 29th is when it ends. So you've got until like I think 11 o'clock our our time to pick it up.
2: Well, I do love me some Mega Man's. and I did give away my copy of Mega Man 3 years ago and I haven't rebought it, so I need to get in on that.
4: Yes, and it's only and it's only like a 300 megabyte download. For all six games, for, the, yeah, the six games that are on that collection. That still takes, you three days to download. Actually, no, that would take about a day. I can't wait until you get, your new
3: house, and you get better internet.
2: I know, right? I ain't gonna know what to think. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. Any man who chooses Mega Man 4 above Mega Man 2 and 3 has no right to make fun of anyone's internet.
1: Are, are you, are you, uh...
3: yes shots? Yes,
2: shots fired at yes. SS Tricky.
3: Okay. Let, let, let's go down this path a second. The reason Okay, I, let's go. The reason Chew I. Cue up the 8
4: bit Mega Man music.
3: The reason I say 4 is better is just because that is the game that introduced me to the series, and that's the one that I have the fondest memories playing. Now, overall gameplay, bosses, whatnot. I'm not factoring that into when I say 4 is the better Mega Man. I'm just factoring in what 4 meant. He's not meant- factoring
0: in facts. He's factoring in pure pure feelings and emotions. What
2: 4 meant to me. So, you know what?
0: Tricky has no use for your facts and your objective opinions.
2: Okay, so to be perfectly honest, like the, the, I, I feel something similar with the Resident Evil series. So um, I can just I can respect that explanation. I like to give you shit for it still because I think Mega Man Three followed by Mega Man Two are the beast fucking knees, and there's nothing even close to them.
3: Well, the the resident Mega Man expert Colin Moriarty would agree with you. Good,
2: good. But the Resident Evil um, similarity for me is I I my first Resident Evil game was Resident Evil Five, and since I've played Resident Evil Six and Resident Evil Revelations, that's it. So I'm not a humongous Resident Evil fan, but I, I, you know, people complained about Resident Evil Five. I thought it was fun as hell. I really liked it. It's one of my favorite games, actually. I played that game so many fucking times. Hmm. And you know, a lot of people say that Resident Evil Four is the greatest game in the series, and I, I can't say that it's not, given that I've I've only I started at five and I haven't played four. So to me. Resident Evil 5 is holds a nostalgic special place in my heart because it was the first one I played and it's the one I had the most fun with. So Resident Daryl may not agree with me that that's a great Resident Evil game or that it's, and I'm not saying he doesn't agree with me, I just don't know. He He may not think it's the best one or even one of the better ones, but to me, because it's the first one I played and I had so much fun with it, it is special to me in a way that the other games are not. So I can understand where Tricky is coming from on that. I will. I I do want to ask: Have you played Mega Man Two or Mega Man Three? Uh,
3: I have played them in the past. I do not remember them. Uh, as far as like the way the bosses are, who the bosses are, I played. I played them years ago. I do have the Mega Man collection, so I can go back and play them all. I just haven't done that yet.
2: Okay, so you've actually played those games, and yet you still pick Mega Man Four.
3: Yeah, Mega Man Four to me because they. I can I can remember fondly with four uh getting to uh Dr. Kozik's castle because the the final boss uh spoiler was Wiley, but Dr. Kazak was uh being
2: look, blackmailed by look, Wiley. the answer it, uh oh,
0: fuck it's, now it's I can't all, go back and play is, that game it's been ruined it is always wily.
2: I don't care if at the beginning of the game Grimace and Ronald McDonald show up at your front doorstep with eight robot masters. At the end of the day, it's going to be Wily as the main villain in a Mega Man game of from the original series. But I I, I remember fondly um,
3: getting up to Doctor Kozik's castle and getting to the you know in every Mega Man game how you have to fight the eight bosses before you actually can go fight the main boss. I got to. The main boss fight, and my grandmother because that was my grandmother at the time, came in and told me I had to turn the Nintendo off to go to bed. Now, as any Mega Man fan knows, like there are save codes for it, but to go through all the bosses, if you if you were to turn off your system right there, when you turn it back on, the code only brings you back to the beginning of that stage. So you have to go through the eight bosses again. So there was a. I pretended like I turned it off and went to bed and waited about an hour. And then my grandmother went to bed and I got up and I'm playing in my room. I'm sticking the towel underneath the door. So the TV light doesn't come through and all this other stuff. And I remember going through and, uh, there was actually a trick to beating him by using, uh, Phoenix man's power. You don't actually have to fire a shot. Uh, when you powered it up, a big spiral went over his head. And if you just ran back and forth, eventually Dr. Kosick would come down and he would hit that spiral. And for some reason, it would actually damage him. So I was going through and I wound up getting it to him down to one bar. And I died. And I was so mad that I actually took my uh, Nintendo controller, threw it at my TV, and broke it and woke my grandmother up.
0: Broke the controller, the TV?
2: Threw the TV, dude. If you had been playing Mega Man Three, your grandma wouldn't have made you go to bed. She'd be like, "Oh, Mega Man Three, keep playing, enjoy it all night." <laughs> so,
0: no bedtime tonight.
2: I do want to point. Out, I do want to point out, though, you said Phoenix Man. There is no such robot master in any of the original Mega Mans. Yes, there is. No, there is not. You must be thinking of Pharaoh Man.
3: Pharaoh. I'm sorry, Pharaoh Man. Sorry.
2: He did not have a. He he did not have a spiral. His his special power was Pharaoh Shot, and it was not a spiral. If you powered it up, there was a spiral that went over your head. Well, I will have to go and do some research on YouTube about this. Tricky (laughs) was probably playing a fucking Hannah Montana game and thought it was Mega Man.
0: Yeah, I don't even know if Miley Cyrus is even alive at that point, much less Hannah Montana. (laughs) I will talk about my Black Friday haul. So, there were some amazing deals out there, like for real. Uh, It started, the PSN Black Friday sale came up. Um, there were some really good deals on that. I know a lot of the, uh, the listeners, uh, jumped in on that. Uh, I had posted it up in the Facebook group when it went live and then also the, uh, flash sale, which was a separate sale also went live. I didn't think that had as many great deals. Um, the deals on the flash sale tended to be a lot of newer games. So the discounts weren't like super great. I mean, they were definitely better than nothing, but they weren't amazing. Um, everything that was on that sale that I felt like I wanted or, or needed to purchase uh, because of the deal on it, I already owned. So I was a little disappointed, but I was happy that, that a lot of people got to get in on a lot of the games that, um, that were on there. Um, so for my Black Friday haul, all I picked up was, I picked up the, uh, Nathan Drake collection for 15 bucks from Best Buy. Not for myself, because I already owned that, uh, but I bought it for my stepson in Italy, so I'm shipping that over to him. He's never played any of the Uncharted games, so I figured, three uncharted games for 15 bucks was a hell of a deal and an amazing uh it'll be an amazing experience for him um i picked up from the steam autumn sale for pc the uh Shadowrun hong kong i don't know if you guys are familiar with shadow run games uh they were pretty big in the uh, i remember playing the first Shadowrun game on sega genesis uh it's pretty dope like a kind of a cyberpunk uh, rpg kind of game uh it's kind of like, it's it's really crazy. Cause it's like, it's like cyberpunks. So you got like hackers and stuff like that. But then they also like combine like, like dungeons and dragons lore. So you've got like, uh, orcs and, and elves and stuff like that. And it's all based in like, like they, they base them in like modern day cities or even near future cities. So it's like a, a weird cross between like magic and dungeons and dragons style stuff with all like this hacker and, and, and it's really dope. Uh, and this company, Hairbrain Schemes, has actually revived um, a lot of the Shadowrun games, or, or revived the series, <coughs> and they're making new ones. And I already have uh, Shadowrun Returns and uh, Shadowrun Dragonfall were the first two remakes that were made by Hairbrain Schemes. And the one they just recently made was Shadowrun Hong Kong, and it was on sale for 5 bucks, so I went ahead and picked that up Um I really look forward to playing that. I really like what Harebrained Schemes is doing. Um, I've actually backed their Kickstarter for the Battletech game that's coming out in a few months. Um, I was a huge fan of Battletech uh, tabletop, you know, where you've got the the hex grid out and you're running around with the little mechs and you're filling out damage sheets and stuff like that. That was a lot of fun when I was a kid. Um, So I'm really excited for that game. I backed it on Kickstarter. So uh, just a real big fan of what they're doing there at Harebrained Schemes. I know it's not, you know, Sony related once again, but that's what it is. Um, Also, I picked up uh, the new Hitman game, Um, actually ended up picking that up for PC, only because uh, GameStop, for a hot minute, had it for... So they were selling the two pieces separately, so you have the intro pack, which is uh, like a prologue mission, and the first episode, which... um, so that's like an intro pack. They had that on sale for, it was like $3.59 or something like that. And then they had the expansion pack, the upgrade pack, which had episodes two through six. So basically I unlocked the entire game and that was like 12 bucks. So all told with tax, it costed me $17 for all of the Hitman content of the new Hitman game. And that's, I don't know if you guys have seen much of that game, but it, it's actually a really dope game. Super uh, open world and stuff like that. So uh, I'm really looking forward to diving into that game. And finally, Black Friday, um, our, so we were, we've been talking about getting a, a pet in our house for some time. And we decided that was going to be our Christmas present to each other. Uh, we decided it was going to be something that we, we went in together. So, uh, we were looking online on the Facebook group for the local shelter and they had a Black Friday sale, which actually amounted to, um, any pets, uh, that they had that were black were actually free to adopt for the weekend. Um, a, so we decided what, to go down that to the sounds shelter. A little racist. That, that's what people keep saying. I think it's creative, though. I mean, I, I, I
3: like, I'm not the person that calls racism, but that does seem <laughs> a little racist, see, right okay, there.
0: My, my argument with that though is, is that that for an animal, a black animal is black because of the color of its hair, not because of the color of its skin. Well, I know so, that, uh, but that's, that's not the like, way that was phrased. Well, yeah, but that's the way it is. Like, I mean, so. I mean, I can see how people and it's funny because people keep saying that, but it's like it's really not. And it's actually really dope because these animals, they they need homes and for them to offer them up for free with a with a unique little twist of, oh, all the black ones are free to adopt for the weekend. I thought I thought that was really cool. Like, I mean, coming from a marketing background, I thought that was really creative and really appreciated that. So we went down to the shelter and we picked out um, a new puppy. His name is Hazelnut. He's actually a lab terrier cross. I posted a. Post a picture on my Twitter, so you can go to Twitter and see it if you want. Um, he's super adorable and, and just like the best mannered dog. He's only four months old, so he's a little puppy. He likes to chew on shit, but he doesn't bark. I haven't heard him bark once. Um, he had one accident in the house right when we got him uh, in the house. He peed and pooped at the same time, basically, in the house. But since then, he's gone outside every time. Um, just the super, the the most well-mannered dog I've ever seen. I'm, I'm really amazed um, but he wasn't white or wasn't black, so we actually ended up getting him for half price because all the other animals are half price. So that was my Black Friday haul. I got a new pet and a couple good games, uh, a couple good for, ones for myself, and then, of course, an amazing one for my stepson in Italy who gets to play all the Uncharted games for the first time.
3: My uh, Black Friday haul, uh, it was, it had a, I had a hard time getting it only because of the fact that the PlayStation Store wasn't let me check out. Uh, but I picked up Robinson, The Journey, Darksiders, War Mastered, Carnival Games, Batman Return to Arkham, uh, Star Wars Battlefront Deluxe Edition, and Sniper Elite 3 Ultimate Edition. Uh, using the Flash sale, the Black Friday sale, and the PSN uh, offering a 10% off code off the, on the front page, I was able to get all six of those games for 125 $125 which is not a bad price. Sweet. I saved $100. That
0: Sniper Elite game is really good. I, uh, I actually got a free copy of that when it came out from uh, GameSpot. They were giving it away on one of their podcasts, and I ended up getting that. That's a really good game. You know, I
3: ha- I have that game. I had that game, and I got close to the Platinum, and I thought I owned it already. And then I saw the remember the loop playing it. And I was like, oh, shit, I, I still got that. Let me go play it. And I couldn't find it. So apparently I must have that must have been one of the few physical games that I bought. And I must have traded it back in the GameStop. So I wound up picking that up for $9. I got the Ultimate Edition, which had all the DLC. So I was like, you can't beat that. Hells yeah. Um, But if since you got it, that's good. Because I got to go through the entire uh, campaign on Elite as co-op. Ah. And I, I know a workaround where we can actually do it as we go through. And we'll get the trophy for Elite. But we don't have to play on Elite.
0: Oh, look at that! He's got them. He's got them exploits.
4: I haven't put that game in yet. It, it's really good, especially when you do. it. Really well. Yeah, because I played. I I played Sniper Two on the. Uh, well, on the three. Well, Sniper Two is different from from Sniper Elite. There's two sniper
3: games out there. Yeah, that's two sniper games. Yeah, one's Ghost Warrior and the other one's Elite.
4: Sorry, I played Sniper Elite Two on the three, and I really cool. enjoyed it. I, I was I was going to go back. I probably still will go back and try to get the platinum in the I
0: love those X-ray shots. They're so awesome.
4: I want to get I want to get Zombie Army Trilogy,
3: which which I think is a Sniper Elite game just with zombies, right?
4: It is. Yeah, basically, you're you're you're, you're fighting the the Nazi zombie horde. It's made by uh, the exact same people.
3: All right, let's get let's get into the actual show. Because uh, why we've only been recording for an hour. Yes, I know. Uh, our first topic is co-op in Uncharted Four Survival Mode is apparently really good. Uh, is un- it?
4: Have you played it?
3: Uh, I don't believe it's out yet. Oh, okay. Uh, Uncharted forest co-op multiplayer is a fun, tense, and chaotic take on Halo's firefight and Gears of War Horde mode. But while it captures the same sense of uh of urgency of its peers, it differentiates it differ- Say that word for me, somebody.
0: Differentiate. Thank
3: you. Itself by tapping into Naughty Dog's signature tone, energy, and mobility. Uh, apparently, the it's fifty waves of co-op, which are broken up into ten separate five-wave chunks. Uh, this alleviates the feeling that you have to devote a giant chunk of time in order to experience the whole thing, and allows you to make a bit of progress if you only have a brief window of playtime. This method of delivery also provides you with a ton of variety in the form of locations that offer dramatically, that differ dramatically. Sorry. Uh, so basically, every five rounds, it allows you to save itself. So let's say, uh, you know, me, Yield, and Troy, we're going through, and we get to round fifteen. We can save it right there if one of us has to take off, and then next time we play. We pick back up on wave fifteen.
0: Yeah, that's super that's great. I, I like that. Uh, a lot of those, a lot of those horde modes, like you just have to go and marathon, and some of them take hours to get through.
3: And it's a three-person co-op,
0: so
4: you know. Oh, I like that even better. I have a chance to play with people. <laughs>
3: uh, certain waves, uh, certain waves toss curveballs at you in the form of modifiers, such as very uh, zones where kills only within the confined count. Uh, it felt like a repeat. Oh, move. those,
4: those are awesome, <laughs> but they suck.
2: It feels like a on the siege just two teammates. I would, I would never get a kill. My, the, my kills in those kind of games are rare enough, but if you gotta get me in a certain zone to do that, hell no, I'm not, can't do that.
3: Other modifiers include only being able to earn points by kills made with pistols, and an entire wave of enemies who move far faster than normal foes. Tweaks like this have added to the variety and depth of the mode. This go up mode.
4: It, is it free? <laughs>
3: um, I believe it's part There's of the no season pass. We're in here.
4: Oh, bollocks, people. Okay, how much does it cost then?
3: Uh, you know what? I don't know if it's it's part of the season pass. Let me let me continue reading the article here.
4: Okay, read the article.
3: Uh, the co-op mode also uses a mid-match economy in a smart way by letting you purchase weapons, mysticals, and team revives in various arsenals scattered throughout the maps. Uh, according to the article, it says... My teammates and I constantly found ourselves grappling with which avenue to spend our money on, which led to some tough and impactful decisions. Aside from the currency you can spend mid-match, there's also a meta-leveling system where you're constantly ranking up and unlocking new things the more you play. Each star has a three-star three-star scoring system that's dependent on the time you finish it in, which means you'll want to go back and keep trying to clear a series of waves in under that time. In the final aspect of the 20 or so rounds on Force Force Corp, I really dug where the boss battle said appeared every 10 waves. I'm sorry, it was every 10 waves, not every 5. Inspired by supernatural versions of the pirates that exist within the game's fiction. These tough fights unfolded like a smart puzzle. Battling an undead nightmare that can flash across the map and create giant balls of flames. that felt very different than anything else in Uncharted, and he means that in a good way. While this person only got to play the first 20 waves of Uncharted's 50... He really dug the variety and dif- difficulty progression. Having frequent changes in maps and modifiers kept each round feeling fresh. Naughty has done, done a great job of delivering a steady drip of free and varied multiplayer DLC since the game's mid-launch and mid-December's addition to this co-op. Teams absolutely continuing this trend. So it doesn't say if it's free or it's part of the season pass.
0: That almost kind of implies that it is, though. I mean, for him to have mentioned that it that he, they have been producing free and, and varied multiplayer DLC, almost almost implies it may not be, but that seems to me like maybe that's the case. That sounds dope.
2: So, okay, let me. Can I bring something up here? Uh, the idea of a season pass not including all DLC that will be available for a game is kind of ludicrous to me.
0: Yeah, that's no. Nuts. I agree
4: with that
2: like, WWE 2K17 has – their season pass has four DLC packs. I think there's at least going to be seven available. So if you're going to make a season pass, it's not like you would sell The Walking Dead at a season pass and then only include four of the five episodes. Like, if there's a season pass, include all the DLC. Don't – Agreed. Yeah. That's just a little uh, – something that's irked me recently. <laughs>
0: Everybody's trying to figure out how to monetize their games, man. That's that's a tough one. It, I definitely agree. I mean, if you're going to put forth that somebody pays for a season pass, I feel like that that implies that they get they have paid for all of the content that's coming to the game beyond that point. Funny enough, Ubisoft is apparently not trying to monetize all the DLC
2: they're putting out. Well, hold on, hold on. don't, oh. don't go there. Whoa. That oh, was a segue, though. But you know what, dude? No, no, that no, no, no. That was an no. awesome. If segue. I feed you a segue like that. <laughs> Order of the agenda be damned. You go to that topic next, and then you come back to whichever one we skipped. Come on, Tricky. No, I. That man, what is, is, no, this, no, what is I, this amateur hour?
4: Gone two
1: months.
3: <laughs> I was actually trying to Google to find out if this was part of the
2: season pass. I remember my first podcast hosting gig. <laughs> <sighs> uh,
0: but uh, on the on the Uncharted DLC, I think this is a really cool idea. I like the idea that you can save it. I I'm curious to see maybe if you can. Um, like, continue back from that point. So, say we are playing together, we get to level twenty. Decide to save at that point. Like, can we if we fail, like, rather than start over from one, can we just keep going back to that level twenty it does, and work from there? It doesn't say that. That that would be interesting to know because that that would be kind of cool because it'd be kind of disheartening if you get up to like level forty nine and then you die and you've got to start over again. It'd be cool to have a have a save point where you could actually go back to that's not like all the way back to the beginning.
3: All right, uh, everything I've Googled so far doesn't seem to say whether or not it's free or it's part of the season pass or if they're going to charge for it. But uh, one thing that uh, I want to recap, I said this when I was reading the article, but I, I think it got passed over. The boss battles are actually, if you guys played Uncharted 4, all the dead pirates, the boss battles are actually those dead pirates reincarnated. So you're not going back and fighting like the bosses from the previous games. Oh, you're so fighting yeah, the, it's the ones you're fighting that you're the pirates.
0: Like, oh, I got you. That's kind of cool. So all the ones that are the statues in that cave, like you're fighting those guys, the ones that yeah. have long been dead. Right. Yeah, that's dope.
3: Okay. Uh, since Alex did a good segue and just at the wrong time. Uh <laughs> Ubisoft is apparently changing their DLC practices. Uh, last week, we talked about uh, Ubisoft changing uh, the narrative in which their games are going to be uh, done from now on. Now it seems that they're going to be charging for some kind. Uh, they're going to stop charging for some kinds of DLC. According to IGN, as Ubisoft seeks to extend the life of its games with the continued support for five to ten years after launch, the publisher will no longer charge for DLC that's inherent to the core experience. Quote, the key is if it's not adding something on top of the actual experience of the game, then it is no good because you'll be asking for more money for the wrong reasons. End quote. Ubisoft's VP of Live Operations, and I'm not even going to try to say your last name, Anne. No, that's
0: some French name.
3: Yes. Uh, (laughs) Continuing the quote, also if the content is compulsory to the gamers, it's no good as well. She added it into the situation of a music park where the entry fee grants you access to all the rides but you would have to pay extra for the merchandise and the food. Uh, she also pointed out that Rainbow Six Siege was a good example of Ubisoft putting this approach into practice ensuring that every player has access to all of the game's modes and maps. Meanwhile the content is available for purchase uh, excuse me. Meanwhile the content that is available to purchase in Rainbow Six Siege is tied to the character customization and if players opt out of it they will have the exact same experience as, as of the other gamers. It's just an extra piece of revenue for us which comes from the gamers being happy. If gamers were not happy, we would, we would not ask for that extra money. Asking asked for why the publisher is taking this approach, she said, quote, This new way of doing things is because of Ubisoft's responsibility to deliver gamers with the best quality possible, end
2: quote. You know, part of the core experience is a very subjective thing, I right. would say. But an example, uh, an example they did give in the article was that, like, skins or costumes or something, like, customization options for a character in a game, those would be something that you would sell to people as opposed to, like, missions or, like, you know. Maps. Yeah, exactly. So. I, I, I kind of like
3: the way they're doing that. But uh, now, does that mean uh, just to use uh, the Division, for example? It, does that mean they're no longer going to do a, a, it. That,
4: that, that's a game?
3: Okay. All jokes aside,
2: <laughs>
3: uh, with the Division... Whoa, 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 like, whoa, 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 hold on, you hold on, time the core out. Game and said then all jo-
2: you said, you oh, said all jokes Christ. aside, so why are we still talking about the Division? The Division's a joke. Let's move on.
3: With the Division, you played the core game, and then you had the Dark Zone, and then they added the Underground, and now they're going to add a mode called Survival. Those two pieces are not part of the core game. So, they, so is Ubisoft saying they're going to charge... For that stuff,
1: yes, that may
0: be possible. So the the reason behind this 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 helps Ubisoft also. What they're doing is, uh, and and it's been a trend uh, with games like Overwatch, and I think uh, Gears and Halo have done it. A lot of games are going to the point where uh, they're not charging extra for map packs. So, because what happens when a map pack comes out, especially on a game that's heavy multiplayer, you have got a good fan base. Um, when a map pack comes out, what you do is you split the player base. All of a sudden, now people who didn't buy into the newest map can't play together with uh, uh, people who have. And usually, those are split up like completely by by playlists or whatever. So, um, so you get a point where where you have this this huge group of people who have the the base game, and then a smaller portion of that actually bought whatever the map pack may be. So now, playing the new content, you have a much smaller pool of people who are playing the game together and then it becomes harder to matchmaking. It. it becomes harder to yeah to find games and so that hurts the player base but it also hurts Ubisoft or the company because now all of a sudden their game's losing steam like it's no longer as popular. It's no longer in the forefront of people's minds because they've moved on. Because well, I'm not going to buy this map pack, or nobody's playing this game. So why am I even going to bother? So what this does is it, it keeps <clears throat> it keeps the player base solid and and moving together. And when a new map pack comes out, the entire player base can get fired up about that, and they can all play together, and everything stays you know consistent. So it like and this just like an Overwatch, like anything you can buy, it's all like skins and sprays and and voice lines and stuff like that. It's all cosmetic. It doesn't affect how the core game plays. So there's no play to win mentality. Uh, there's there's no having to buy a map pack and getting, you know, stranded from from friends who don't have it or anything like that. So it, it helps Ubisoft as much as it helps the consumer. I mean definitely They're definitely spinning it so that, oh, yeah, we're helping the consumer on this. And they absolutely are. But at the same time, this helps them, too, because it helps their games have longer legs and stay relevant for much longer um, without splitting their player bases. So it, it, it benefits everybody. So as far as like uh, the, the division example that you gave, there's still a pretty good chance that they would continue to charge for those, what what would amount to be expansion packs at that point because because you've, you've finished the core narrative of the game the way it comes in the vanilla version and this is all added experience. So I would say that they may give that away for free, but I think it's just as, as likely that they will continue to charge for that sort of content.
3: Well, the example they used was Rainbow Six Siege in which they're talking about you know, releasing the operators and releasing the maps,
1: that kind of stuff
3: I, is core to the experience because that, if I, that's play, all that game is. Yeah. Cause if I can play on, if I can't play on that map, then it separates your user yes, base. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. This is, I mean, that is, I mean, Rainbow Six Siege is basically like a simulation version of, of basically what Overwatch is. It's, its core experience is a multiplayer shooter. So if you're releasing new characters or new maps and only the people who have paid for the season pass or are willing to pay the extra money for this map pack or this to unlock this character, suddenly, yeah, they're completely cut off. Like you're creating smaller pockets of gamers that are playing certain maps or certain map packs. And it's, it's not good for the community at all.
3: Well, see this, that's the thing with the division. Like if, if somebody doesn't have the underground, they literally cannot go into the underground and, before where you were trying to to join somebody in a group now the game actually tells you that you actually can't join them because they're on a different map but yet I fast forward to that uh, location and all of a sudden now I can join them and the and the, the way the game works is like if say I have a group of four people and I'm the leader if I actually leave the underground and go back to the real world the other three guys are forced to come with me they can't stay behind
1: in
0: the underground. Why run out to, to pick something up? Hmm. That's probably just a uh, how the game is designed. Uh, as the leader, like everything instances on your your world. So I mean, that's that's just the way they built the game. I think. Okay, so like your your point is that as the leader, so you you're the leader of the group. You have three other dudes that are with you. Uh, you're in the underground. Then you decide to pop back out to the overworld. Those guys who are with you have to come back out to the overworld with you in that instance versus, like, even if, regardless of whether or not they have that underground DLC, like, you just have, they're they're attached to your gameplay, basically, is what you're saying, right?
3: Right, because, like, okay, well, you can't get into the underground unless you have the underground. That's just...
0: Okay, that... so everybody, all, everybody in your group has that underground, but since you popped out to the overworld... They have to go with you because you're the leader of the group. So it seems to me that that's the way the game is built is it's built around your instance of the game being the leader. Uh, everything that they're experiencing is based on what your game is, is happening. Right. Um, so that's just, that, that's just a product of the way they built that game.
3: Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, it, uh, overtime will tell, but I, I mean, if it's free, it's for me. But. Yeah, no,
0: I mean, this is this is absolutely a good move. It, it's a move that more developers need to do, because, like, if you look at Call of Duty or Battlefield, when you're selling map packs, that's all you're doing is you're splitting your player base, and you're making it so that so that people either have to buy in or they're left behind, and then the people who did buy in, they're a smaller group than what was originally... It, it, and so you're just cutting, cutting the map into smaller and smaller pieces each time. Each time a new DLC comes out, now all of a sudden you have to buy the third map pack, and the odds are that the only people who are buying the third map pack are a subsection of that second group that bought the first map pack so the the sections get smaller and smaller each time by the time you get to that fourth or fifth map pack the the player base is so small it's going to be really hard to find a game so this is this is a smart move and i think i think the entire industry needs to Get on board with this, and just find other ways to monetize. I mean, every they need to make money, and um, it's smart for them to to maybe tie it into uh, cosmetic things like like skins and and stuff like that because that's something that's not required for the game. Um, it it everybody has the same experience, and if you care enough for the game, and maybe you want to reward the developers, you know, you'll buy a skin or two. Maybe some of the skins are, are just super bomb anyway, and you're just gonna you know try and get them anyway. Um, and then also the DLC is not something that. That is like a a pay to win, uh, sort of thing where you're you're unlocking things early or or doing stuff like that because that really kind of sucks too. I mean, I understand people don't have a whole lot of time to play games sometimes, and it's easier to just you know drop ten bucks to unlock all the weapons or whatever like that. But that really does kind of amount to a pay to win sort of thing where it's like if I pay enough money, I can have all the best gear right now. And uh, in my opinion, that kind of takes away from a lot of the fun of, of games. I mean, it, you're basically paying not to have to play the game anymore.
3: See, I I think. Uh, you know, we've, we've talked about pay-to-win, and, like, we've talked about, like, you buy the weapons, you buy, you know, stuff like that. I believe if a developer is going to offer that type of thing, that that type of DLC should not be released until three, four months after the game comes out. Because in games... Yeah, because like that's,
0: like, a catch-up sort of thing, then.
3: Right, because a lot of times, and I think all of us will agree, when we get games, like, Uncharted 4, We all went to the single player store and we played that. And by the time we got to the multiplayer, we were getting dominated. Where if you release that three, four months, if I'm going into multiplayer and I'm getting absolutely dominated, but I want to play the multiplayer, give me the option to spend five, ten dollars, get every get weapons to a certain level that will help balance me into the game.
0: Yeah, it's, it, at that point, you're just catching up to where everybody else is at at that point, especially the ones that are dedicated to the game. So, yeah, I could see that for sure. But definitely, if you if you do that day and date with the release, that just seems kind of cheesy to me.
3: Yeah, and, he, and you know there's people out there that will just buy that just because they want to be number one on the leaderboards, Yield.
0: <laughs> no, I'm
4: not doing that.
3: No, I'm just making a remark about how you brag bragging you broke number one in the world.
4: Well that's awesome. I agree, it was probably only for a couple of
0: hours, but hey, for that little brief moment in time, I was number one. You know, I, I had kind of a grievance with last week's episode. I made an awesome an awesome joke about how Trophy Horrors wanted to announce that we are partnering with Telltale Games to release a new game. It was a joke of uh, the fact that Telltale does not turn down any IP, and everything and anything can become a telltale game now. Right. (laughs) And I was a little disappointed that that didn't make it into the show.
3: Well, you have to talk to our editor. But something that Telltale is coming out with, and that's The Walking Dead, A New Frontier. Uh, If you guys know, this is actually, uh, quote-unquote, renamed The Walking Dead Season 3. But they renamed it A New Frontier. We finally have a release date. Uh, The game will be premiering worldwide on December 20th. That day, the game will be purchased digitally for $5.00. On PC, Xbox, PS4, Xbox 360, PS3, iOS, Android, and a season pass containing all five episodes of the the season will be released and it will cost $25. Players who prefer a physical copy of the game will be able to get it on February 7th, 2017. And Telltale will release a season pass disc contained in the first episode and access to episodes 2 through 5 as the release downloaded. The disc will, That's
4: not a real physical copy.
3: The disc will be available for Xbox and PS4 only for thirty dollars, and is now currently available for pre-order. A new frontier once again stars the returning fan favorite Clementine, as well as a new character named Javier, quote, a young man determined to find the family taken from him, end quote.
2: The I went back and played The Walking Dead for the the great trophy war that we had this earlier this year. And I just realized – I've said this on the show before, but that game, it's very well made and very true to the the comic series as well as the, the television show. But it's so depressing. It's so dour. I, I can't I, – after some of those scenes, like especially the last two chapters, I just can't – I can't play any more of those games. I'm sorry. They may be really good, but I don't want to play things that are going to make me feel sad and depressed, quite frankly. Well, I had, You don't want to play No Man's Sky either, do you? Have, okay, Yield. What happened to No Man's Skywatch?
4: <laughs> oh, it went
1: away.
3: <laughs> apparently also did their fan base, but apparently Hello Games and Sean Murray is trying to get people back. They have released a new patch for the game called the Foundation Update. The No Man's Sky update contains the usual rebounds and, and bug fixes you might expect in an update, but the 1.1 update also adds new features to the game as a whole, including base building, Hello Games calls it the foundation update, calling it, quote, the foundation for things to come, end quote, and promising continued free updates built on the 1.1 patch. Also notable in the new update is the addition of three new game modes, Normal, Creative, and Survival. Normal is the vanilla game, while Creative removes limitations and allows for free exploration, And and the game's new Survival mode, according to Hello Games, is a much more challenging endurance experience.
0: Aren't those the same modes that they have in Minecraft?
3: I have no idea. I don't play Minecraft.
0: I f- I feel like that's almost exactly the modes that Minecraft has.
3: Uh, first news of Hello Man, uh, excuse me. First news of No Man's Sky's foundation update came on Friday and marked the first time Hello Games has spoken about this game in some time. Creator Sean Murray took a moment to address the controversy surrounding the game, saying in an announcement, "Hello Games is quote listening and focusing on improving the game." End quote. Hoping to improve the experience for everyone.
0: Yay! I'm just glad that they came forward, man. I was starting to worry, like they had all just like done some weird Heaven's Gate thing and just drank some Kool Aid and all went away. <laughs> like it, it was just crazy, like this just blackout, media blackout. Nobody said anything, so I'm glad they're still alive and kicking. Nah. Have Have you looked at Have you looked at what's on this all on the update? That's all the no.
3: article said. Is there
4: more to the update? I, I was looking at something. I uh, saw something that Sean Murray tweeted, and I I hit the link, and I was looking for it. Now, I don't know if this is all the foundation update or what's to come. I would think after after the uh, uh, press disaster that they had uh, leading up to the game, that this is everything that is on the update, not what is to come. But there is just – I started skimming it because there was just a – boatload of information on on this on uh on this patch so i'm i'm I'm, I'm glad i'm glad they're still working
1: on
0: it yeah it, it, it i'm i'm of two minds like i think that it's good that they're you know working to make good on you know kind of what people expected of the game what what they promised you know for better or worse um implicitly or explicitly i mean there it, it can be interpreted many ways and it has been over the last few months since the game was released um but it's good that, that they're working on it and trying to make good on it um on another hand though i think maybe it, it was almost a better move for them just to scrap it and move on uh of course i mean they've already done a lot of damage to their reputation and that would have carried over for sure into whatever their next project is but uh conceivably they're not making any money for working on this game they could work on it for the next 10 years and they're probably not going to make very many more sales on the game Um, and hopefully for their own sake or for the company's ability to remain uh, a company they've got something on on the horizon that's going to produce some revenue for them because uh, you know they could sit here and and work forever trying to fix this game and they'll probably never get it to the point that people expected it to be and it's going to be way too late Um, so in a lot of ways I, I have two minds on it I think I think it's awesome, good on them for, for making good and definitely coming out and, and making an official statement because that was very important. But at the same time, I hope they've got something going on where they can actually make money for their company because otherwise this will be the one and only project that they ever do.
2: Well, no, they uh, they did the uh, da- Joe Danger Games,
0: Troy. Oh, yeah, they did do the Joe Danger Games. You're right. I'm sorry. But anyway, this could be the last project they ever do if they don't find some way to bring in some revenue.
3: All right, for our last topic, uh the game awards are next week, guys. All right. And normally we come out and we do like an extended prediction of who we think is going to win and all that other stuff. We're not doing that this year. We're just going to talk about two topics. We're not? No, we're just talking about two topics, uh, two categories, which I think uh, we could have a little bit of a discussion with. The first one we're going to talk about is most anticipated game. The nominees are God of War. Horizon Zero Dawn, Mass Effect Andromeda, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild.
0: Fuck.
3: Now, with, That's a hell those of a are, list. Now, those with, are
4: all good games.
3: Now, with that being said, I know we are a PlayStation show, but out of the list, I think I already know Alex's answer, but out of this list, which is your most anticipated game and why? We'll go down the list. Uh, Alex, you start us off. Do you need me to
2: say it? I I know your answer, but tell us why. My most anticipated game, from the people that brought you Killzone 2 and Killzone 3, the wonderful Guerrilla Games, first-party studio, Sony Computer Entertainment, Horizon Zero Dawn, the next must-own game for PlayStation 4. Alright, any particular reason
3: why, or just...
2: You know, I, I've got a lot of respect for Zelda. Ocarina of Time is a, my favorite game ever. But aside from Ocarina of Time, I look at the Zelda series, and no other game in the series holds that much weight to me. It nothing is as special as that game. You, so while I recognize, I reckon, the Past is better. What's that? What I I personally think the best Zelda game is a Link to the past. Well, you, you you probably played. You'd be you'd be wrong. Yes. Look, it, well, you know, it's your opinion, and you probably played Link to the Past growing up. I did not have a Super Nintendo when I was growing up. I watched my stepbrother play his, but the first Zelda game I ever played was Ocarina of Time. I just think that that game... I've
4: played A Link to the Past and Ocarina of Time, and Ocarina of Time is the best Zelda game. Oh, I... Skyward Sword is a very close second. I a lot of
3: don't like Skyward Sword.
2: So I have played... I, I did.
4: I've. Yeah, Skyward Sword, was it was good, and for the longest time I was like, man, this might be better than Ocarina... But by the time it was all said and done, it's it's a close second. But Ocarina is still the best. I, all right, pl- I w- Sorry, played
2: I was- A Link to the Past, but it was on the virtual console after I had played Ocarina of Time as well as Twilight Princess. So the game did not impress me quite as much because Ocarina of Time has the story. It's got the, the large boss battles. There's just so much of that game I hold near and dear to my heart that I, I just remember so vividly from that game. That A Link to the Past just can't make an imprint on. Uh, I, I think personally my favorite sec, – my second favorite Zelda game is Twilight Princess, and that's because it was basically Ocarina of Time all over again just with some different temples and a little few changes here and there. But it, it's hard. It was Ocarina of Time. Uh, right, you know what? Yes. Uh, I got to pause you one second. I might have
3: confused Twilight Princess with Skyland Sword as the one that people don't like. I didn't play either one of them, but uh, I might be confusing the two. So Twilight, if if...
2: Twilight Princess
3: as the wolf. I, that that means nothing to me. I'm just going on based on what I've heard people say about Zeldas. I might have confused Skyward Sword with Twilight Princess. So if I got that wrong, listeners, please I, don't. I think, I, yeah, I think, I think got,
4: they both got I criticisms. I think it's the Twilight Princess. Because to, to me, what Alex thinks Twilight Princess is, is you know to him, is, is the second best one. I didn't like it as much because to me it felt like an Ocarina ripoff. But that's just my opinion. Okay.
2: Well, so But Horizon let's get away from Zelda and my respect for Zelda. We all respect Zelda. Horizon Zero Dawn is such a departure from what Guerrilla Games has done in the past. And I have to respect them for going out of limb and taking a risk. Yes, they're part of Sony, so how much of a risk are they really taking? But, you know, even with a big publisher like that, if you if you release a stinker and it tanks, you might get shut. We've seen that with when Activision and other big studios as well. So, I mean, Horizon to me is – I respect Gorilla, and I was surprised that Gorilla decided to go this way because, again, they've made shooters, and that's what they've made their name on. So for that, I respect them. The game looks gorgeous. It it looks fantastic. That's another reason that has got me excited. And despite the fact that it's kind of uh, a world where nature has taken back over and there are these giant mechanical beasts, the game, it's very lush. There's a lot of color. I mean – the main character in her red hair reminds you of Noriko from Heavenly Sword. And fighting giant mechanical monsters reminds you of Enslaved Odyssey to the West um, done by Ninja Theory. Excellent game. So this game, it, it does have some elements that remind me of other games. But on its own, it looks fun. The concept is fantastic. It's beautiful. And it's such a, a different turn from what they've done in the past that I have nothing but respect and love for it. Uh, I'm going to buy it. I don't buy many games at $60, but I'm going to buy that first you, first day. Are you, are you pre-ordering it? No. <laughs> I but I will buy that first very first day.
4: See tr- Troy tr- Troy Troy made a very good argument several weeks ago on Trophy Horse. It it it's it's there. There's no good. There's no re- real reason to pre-order anymore. And a lot of the and I've been paying more attention over the last couple of years, but really more recently, pre-ordering the bonuses really aren't worth it. You know, and you, and, and you're not going to run out of copies. You're going to find it somewhere. Okay.
0: And the thing about this one for sure is, and it leans more that direction is it's it's an unknown. Like all of all of these that it's on this list, it's. It's the only one that's not an established franchise. And as much as it's super promising in its premise and, like, the idea's cool, the the story's dope, everything about it is great, uh, we had a similar experience with the first Watch Dogs. And when that came out, you know, it was pretty much universally considered a disappointment. It definitely didn't fulfill on all the promise and the hype. I mean, you look at No Man's Sky as another great example of that. I mean... We all hope that this game is as good as we hope it, it it can be, but there's definitely a chance and a definite risk that it doesn't live up to that hype. So I honestly think that it it's smart to wait a day or two, kind of see what everybody's saying about it, find out whether it's actually worth you know, dropping 60 bucks on. It, it may still be a dope game, but it maybe it's worth more like 40 bucks and you wait until it goes on sale. Uh, a game like this is all narrative-based anyway, so you're not trying to jump on and be a part of the multiplayer and all that jazz. So, I Which mean, is awesome. Yeah, So, but I mean, I, I think that, that this whole thing, it it's smart to wait and not pre-order or, or buy this necessarily the minute it comes out i mean it'd be cool to be a part of that zeitgeist just like i said earlier uh in my thing you know you everybody wants to be a part of that zeitgeist everyone wants to be a part of the conversation when it's happening but uh it's just smart to, to hold off especially on something that's an unknown um you know i'm a guy i dropped 250 bucks on the uh titanfall collector's edition for the original titanfall um i'm actually looking up at the giant uh, like two foot tall mech statue that came with it um I'm not convinced that it was worth the 250 bucks that I spent on it. I love that statue, and I love looking up at it. It's dope as hell. But I don't know if I got 250 bucks worth of play out of that game because it was, you know, multiplayer-focused. Uh, there wasn't much of a narrative other than the stupid little radio play that played. Um, so it, it was kind of a, a wake-up call to realize that, you know, maybe pre-ordering all this stuff and paying a bunch of money, other than the fact that, like I said, the Collector's Edition is a an exception to that rule because if you want that dope two-foot-tall mech statue... You might drop two hundred fifty bucks on it. See, my, but my, yeah, I mean, my
4: only
3: thing about pre-orders is now because I've gone fully digital, downloading the game days before and just waiting for it to unlock. That has helped because there a lot of times you know you guys talk about or we've we talked about how with um when Sony did the thing where you can download part of the game and then you can actually start playing it as the rest of the game is downloading. There's a lot of times I've gone into the game, and matter of fact, even a uh, perfect example is when I bought my Black Friday games, I would start playing Darksiders, and I got about 20 minutes into the game, and then the game actually told me, was, you can't continue until the rest of the game downloads.
0: So That's actually been a big trend lately, and I think that's down to the developers not utilizing that the way it should right. be utilized. so
3: with that being said, like being able to pre-order Horizon Zero Dawn, I mean, I, I get everything you guys are saying, but to me, to know that come midnight when that game unlocks and it's fully downloaded, and I don't have to wait for it to download, I don't have to wait for the secondary part to download, it's good to go. That's why I pre-order my games.
2: So, like, I feel like Troy mentioned waiting for like reviews and such, and and just to get the general um, kind of the word of mouth, what the public thinks, what your friends think, what your coworkers think. I believe that if you want to play a game, screw the reviews, fuck it, go out and buy it. You know, just if, it, you know, don't do that all the time. But if there's a certain game, like for me with Horizon, which I've been waiting for and and trumpeting and championing for months, just go out and buy it if you want to. Don't don't listen to the reviewers. Don't listen to critics. I don't anyway because I think they're full of shit most of the time. But um, I will give an example. And actually, The Walking Dead, the new Walking Dead, in the article. That uh, that we had for the story, they talked about how the digital release is going to be for the season pass twenty five dollars, and I believe the disc based version of the game it was five dollars more. Five dollars more. It's thirty bucks. So you're saving money going digital, which is one one thing that people have always complained about digital. When when things when we actually got to the point where we could download full games from the store, people talked about oh they're going to be cheaper. They're not going to have to pay as much as you would a store. And games you've had to pay just as much as you would at a store. Here's an example. Actually,
0: that example I think is is actually not right because I think it was five bucks for the first episode, and then it was another twenty five for the season pass, which would make it thirty bucks total, no, which no. is what the disc costs. No, no, no,
3: no, no. It's 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 five dollars an episode, so you can buy the season pass for twenty five dollars. But even at that, that's
0: a little bit. But the season pass isn't available until February, and the game comes out on December twentieth. So you pay 5 bucks on December 20th to pay the first episode, and then it said on February 7th. No, no. February, no. Fe- 7th,
2: February is when the disc is available for purchase. So you can yeah. purchase the disc, which has the ep- the first episode on it, and then you can – I guess you have to purchase the season pass to play the other – or they the other ones yeah. become available to you uh, as they're, so uh, you, they're put you on the
0: store, they're published on the store. You don't purchase the first episode and then augment that with the season pass? No, no, no. When, see, okay. Let me, let me go back real quick. You can
3: buy a season pass on December 20th, which will give you all five episodes for $25. When you buy the okay, season so that, pass, that the you plus. get, yeah. But see, even at that, that that's a little change from the way they used to do it. Because they used to do it, release the show, the episode's $5 a piece, but give you the season pass for 20 So if you bought the season pass, you actually
4: got an episode for free.
3: But what they're doing now.
1: I, I
4: always I always thought it was 25 bucks for the season pass right away. I I I you know what? I'll have to go back and do the I'm research. Not, I'm I'm not a hundred percent for sure because I have yet. I I always buy my Telltale games well, after like all the episodes dry and, and 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 then I pick it. I pick up the season pass for like eight bucks. Yeah,
3: but this this is actually charging you five dollars with with this Walking Dead one. They're actually charging you five dollars more for the physical. Where and they're charging you $5 a piece for
4: each of the five episodes. Yeah, but see, and, and I'm sure our listeners are well aware of this, but if not Newsflash, you're not buying a physical copy. You are buying a physical copy for episode one, and that is it. Episodes two through five, you have to download. So it's really not a physical copy, as I air quote in front of my computer,
0: for, for the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, that's a moot point anyway because any game you buy on disc is not actually being played off the disc. It's all being installed onto the hard drive. So all this is doing is making it so that you download those episodes as they come because right. they're all going to end up on your hard drive anyway. Like no games anymore on the new systems right. actually play off of Blu-ray disc all like right, let's the, tie this. they install onto the, the hard drive.
3: All right, let's tie this back to the topic because we kind of got derailed a little bit. Alex, uh, his most anticipated game was Horizon. Yield, what is your most anticipated game?
4: ah my most anticipated game is horizon zero dawn uh, two years ago e3 that game came totally out of left field I, I, I called it I didn't exactly call the developer in the game but I did call a totally new game being announced at e3 but it's it's totally out of left field like Alex said it has a enslaved Odyssey to the west vibe to it and which uh, you know Alex and I both really enjoyed that game and so to me, that's my most anticipated game. I have a very strong feeling that the masses will vote Zelda only because everybody has a Zelda hard-on from E3. But my pit, my most anticipated is Horizon Zero Dawn.
2: And I, I will say that Horizon is a great example of what Sony does. If you look at the generations of consoles and you look at Sucker Punch, you look at Insomniac, you look at Naughty Dog, all those studios progressed from one generation to the next with a completely different idea than what they had before it. Sony's public, Sony's, uh, the games they publish and the studios they own have a tendency to go from one idea to a completely different one. And uh, and Horizon Zero Dawn is continuing that trend, which is why I like Sony so much. All right. Troy, your most anticipated game?
0: This, ga- this, this list is pretty <laughs> dope. Like, like, Every single one of these games is has its own reason to be super, super anticipated. Um, I'm not a big fan of the God of War franchise. I, I think I platinum the first two, and then I quit three. Like, I couldn't keep going. I, I decided halfway through three that, that that type of game is not for me. Uh, but what we've seen of God of War looks different. It looks like it may be more like an Uncharted or a Last of Us with a third-person aspect and everything like that. So that could be an amazing game. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn of all this list, it's the most known, uh, known quantity at this point because it's been out for so long. All the information has been leaking out, uh, God of War, Mass Effect we knew existed, but it wasn't until the last few weeks that they started to leak any real tangible information about it. Um, so, you know, I argue that horizon zero dawn is definitely the most known quantity here. I'm definitely looking forward to it. It looks dope as hell. The premise looks crazy, uh, cool. And it's, it's nice to see something new, you know, I mean, every single one of these is, is a franchise that, has that existed for as much as 30 some odd years in, 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 in the legend of Zelda's, you know, case. So, you know, it's good to see some fresh new ideas, uh, mass effect. I can take it or leave it. I actually haven't played the mass effect series. That's something that I plan to, uh, to remedy soon um, is go through and play all of them. I might stream it or something like that. Um, Red Dead Redemption on this list is probably the one that's the most anticipated to me, just because uh, Rockstar, Rockstar's Rockstar. I mean, I've been a fan of every Grand Theft Auto from the first one that was freaking top down, you know, sprites. Um, the, everything they make is quality. Everything they do just knocks it out of the park. The first Red Dead was amazing um there's no reason to believe that this won't be the same it's also the one that we know the least about i mean it's only even been confirmed that it exists within the last couple months uh but also rockstar is one of those companies that you can just you can just you know write a check you know it's going to be great still not going to pre-order it but i really (laughs) look forward to it uh legend of zelda's cool i mean that's that's got you know all of the the panache and everything. I mean, it's it's one of the longest-running franchises. Um, I've got A Legend of Zelda Tattoo. I mean, you know, it's it's ingrained in the gamer mentality. Uh, it looks dope. Everything they've shown about it looks pretty dope, and, and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that. But I have to say that Red Dead Redemption is probably on this list my most anticipated game, um, just for those reasons that I listed.
3: And my most anticipated game, um, it's actually a very, very, very close tie between Horizon and God of War. I knew it. I'm, I'm giving God of War my most anticipated, just because of the fact that it's God of War. It, 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 no, not even that, but it, it seems like they're making, they're, they're taking a character and just giving us a different take on his character, and I don't know if it's the, the father in me, but I'm very interested to see how, where we heard the story of Kratos. Uh, you know, losing his wife and his daughter. And we saw the emotional attachment that Kratos had to Pandora in 3. And what we saw of the God of War gameplay uh, at E3, where you can see, like, the anger is still in Kratos, but he's trying to hold it within because he's trying to be a good father and teach his son properly and all this other stuff. That's got me really intrigued into where this story could go, and just the, like taking the same character and the different take on on the character, and just seeing him having to restrain himself and not let the anger come out, and that he's willing to basically die to protect his son. That's got me really intrigued. I I, I no doubt I I can't like Red Red, Red Dead Redemption. I liked. Uh, I I will play the second one. Zelda, I'm probably not going to play because I'm not going to be buying a Switch. Mass Effect, I never got into. Uh, So Andromeda just is off my radar completely. So I I, I want to play Horizon for all the reasons you guys were saying. But something with that gameplay trailer E3 has got me wanting to play God of War again. And I kind of lost it after the last God of War, which was... um, Ascension? uh, Yeah. That like that took me out of the whole universe, but this, this has gotten me back into it. Uh, Respect. All right, so and our other, the other category we're going to talk to. I know we're getting a little long winded here. Uh the next, the, the next and last uh, topic that we're going to, or excuse me, category that we're going to bring up is game of the year. Now I know all of us didn't play all these games, but. I want your, you know, your thoughts and everything, and we'll go, we'll go in the same order again. Game of the year, the nominees are Doom, Inside, Overwatch, Titanfall Two, and Uncharted Four. Alex, your game of the
2: year. So I have played none of those, so my opinion yeah. counts about as much as a paperclip. Uh, but quite frankly, I, you know, I've said it before. Naughty Dog is the best development studio in the world. I have so much. They're actually up for that. They're nominated for that award, so hopefully they win it. I've got to go with Uncharted Four. I I just have such an uh, an ardor for that series, such such a love for that series and those characters that I really can't say anything else without having played any of those games. I can't say anything else but Uncharted. I know simply by being in that category, nominated, those games must all be great. But for me, Uncharted just holds a special place, and I I can't go against it.
4: Yield overwatch really yes um, and, and I say that because just like horizon it, it's a game that totally came out of left field I've played uh, I played the beta a little bit at a buddy's house when, when it was available and I've heard a lot of positive things from from people who've played it you you read things on the interwebs um, uh the, the buddy of mine who I played it at his house he hates Fighting games, especially first-person fighting games, and he actually went out and picked it up this weekend because it's it's kind of a simple game to play, and they don't over. You don't have to be you know this technical wizard or whatever to play this game. And as much as I love Uncharted, I've said it several times that you know we didn't really need four although it was nice i really loved the whole pirate theme it, it was it was really awesome but for me i i i like games that just you know come out of left field and everybody praises it so that that's why i'm i'm going with overwatch all right troy
0: all right so I love Yield coming out for Overwatch, man. That was awesome. Um, <laughs> that surprised me. Of all, these games, of all these games, the only two that I've played is Overwatch and Uncharted 4. Those are both Same here. super strong games. Um, I agree with everything Yield said about Uncharted. I mean, it was amazing, a great narrative. Um, it did a good job of tying up the the, the entire story. Um, everything about it, I mean, the, the graphics were astounding. Um I think it maybe had some some pacing issues. I think it, it kind of ran a little long in areas. They could have you know been a little tighter with it. I don't know. It was you know, it was last of Uncharted. That. Yeah, that, I mean that's but but at the same time it, it was it was on point. Um, Overwatch, I love Overwatch. I mean I I still play it. The thing is and. and and the thing that jumps out about me about this list, Titanfall 2 is great. I haven't played it, but I've heard good things about it. The uh, the campaign on it is supposed to be dope. Um, inside was supposed to be really great. It's super short, but, like, super poignant. I mean, it's from the guys who did uh, – uh, what's the the other one? Freaking uh, – damn it, I played it not too long ago. Outside? The black and white game. No, it was the black and white game. Um, Limbo? Limbo. There you go. With the giant spider. Anyway, oh! that's a really good game. And this is from those guys. Um, well, well Duke, that means Tricky's out. I've heard great things about Doom. Uh, that one kind of came out of left field, too, in the same ways that uh, that yield was talking. Uh, the beta for the multiplayer went real bad. Um, people, you know, weren't liking it. Uh, it had every every indication that it was going to be a horrible game. You know, Bethesda didn't put out review copies until the last minute, which we'll probably discuss. Uh, but, you know, it came out, and that campaign was, uh, you know, amazing. Like, it was old Doom, but totally brought into the new time, uh, new updated, Um heard nothing but great things about the campaign for that game. But definitely Overwatch, of all these games, has the longest tail. Um, Uncharted, I mean, the multiplayer, people still play multiplayer. I see people posting on Twitter. They've got this new mode coming out. But I feel like Overwatch has been relevant nonstop since it came out. Like, people are still talking about it, still playing it on the regular. Um, and it's been months since this since, since this game came out. I think if we're talking about mind share of the entire year's worth of of gaming i think overwatch takes this category hands down uh but definitely uncharted it, it, it's it's definitely an honorable mention it was an amazing game i really enjoyed it i'm glad i played it uh but i i really give it to overwatch
3: all right and my... tricky picks the division <laughs> no i'm right act- in candidate. i'm actually gonna pick uh uncharted 4 but uh One thing I want to point out, and I guess, Troy, maybe you can speak on this more than Yildred Alex can. I find it really weird that Titanfall 2 is nominated for Game of the Year, where compared to the other shooters being Battlefield and Call of Duty, overall, I'm hearing that Titanfall is actually in third place in most categories with that. I'm, I'm surprised that Call of Duty or Battlefield didn't get a call over Titanfall two, which from what I hear is actually the worst of the three big shooters.
0: I, I haven't heard that it's the worst. So the thing about Titanfall that I've heard is that it's sales aren't what they expected, but that's to be expected when you're going to release within three weeks of both call of duty and battlefield, uh, especially after battlefield already released, uh, it's to be expected that the sales aren't necessarily going to be as high as, as you might expect. Um, I've actually had some discussions online about it. I think it may have been uh, a combination of maybe uh, Respawn trying to uh, take a shot at Call of Duty. And EA may not have had much say in the release date. Um, You know, it's published by EA, but Respawn is an independent studio. Um, So maybe they had all the say in the release date. And Respawn, you know, uh, the whole reason why Respawn exists is because uh, a lot of Infinity Award people jump ship uh, from Activision and they went and started Respawn. Yeah, yeah, after
3: Activision tried to
1: screw them.
0: Yeah. So I think there may be some bad blood there and I think they're, they're trying to go at Activision's throat. Uh, so they weren't going to let Titanfall come out any other time than this window. Um, and then people have pointed to the fact that Titanfall's price has dropped, uh, pretty dramatically since it's released. Um, and they're, they're pointing that to the fact that it's unsuccessful. Uh, Also being, you know, a business student, I can see that being another shot at Activision trying to steal away, you know, potential sales if your game is, is cheaper. And from everything that I've heard, as far as reputation wise, Titanfall is a better game than the new Call of Duty. The new Call of Duty is just another Call of Duty. So they're, they're definitely doing something different and that's to be respected. And so by dropping the price, it's, it's like penetration pricing. It's like, like. Japanese VCR manufacturers did in the 80s. They come in, they sell a product at cheaper, just to get people to to switch to their brand, um, and then push the other ones out of out of you know out of the market. Granted, they're probably not going to end up pushing Activision and Call of Duty out of the market, at least not this time. But any any people they can steal away is a good thing. Yeah, but it doesn't um, make everything I've heard about
3: it doesn't make sense for them to put it against another EA game. I mean, Battlefield alone, you know, take Call of Duty out of the mix. Putting Titanfall against Battlefield alone is just a stupid marketing move.
0: Well, yeah, that's the thing though, as I don't and none of us know uh, how much say EA had in the release schedule of Titanfall. Like I said, well, they publish the,
3: the game. They, uh, they are the
0: publishers, or they.
3: Would, but wouldn't you think they have the final word on that?
0: I, I see it. I don't know, and none of us know. But the thing is, is, is Respawn owns the IP. EA doesn't own Titanfall. So they're publishing the game for, for Respawn, but I don't know how much actual say they had in that. That would all be in the contracts and nobody really knows. Um, they may have even come in and said, hey guys, this we think this is a bad idea. You're going up against Battlefield and you're going up against Call of Duty. But at the same time, it may have been a completely emotional decision on respawn, just wanting to go after call of duty. We don't know, but I kind of have a hunch that that probably played into it and whether or not EA had any say at all in the release schedule, because yeah, I mean, EA being a big corporation, they probably had the data. They probably had the numbers to say, look, this is probably a bad idea. Um, but also, from what I understand, this game being, having uh, Call of Duty having the bad reception that it did, you know, the the number of vitriol and everything that, that came at that game when it was announced, uh, they probably saw this as an opportunity. If you were ever going to be able to take down Call of Duty, this is probably the time to do it. And if you have a two-pronged approach of a uh, classic military shooter combined with a futuristic, you know, all-out mech and jumping around and all this crap shooter uh that's probably a good one-two punch to come at activision you know and, and when they're perceived to be at their weakest so there's a lot that plays into that but everything i've heard about titanfall 2 anecdotally about the quality of the game it's it's pretty on point everyone has said that uh I, i've heard a lot of people say that it's their favorite of the three as far as quality is concerned yeah but
3: i see i've heard now because of the poor uh sales coming out you know between Call of duty and Battlefield. That they're talking about that might not even be a Titanfall three now because sales-wise it doesn't dictate the fact that they should make another one.
0: Yeah, I mean that, that that may very well be the case. Who knows? I mean, it's 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 kind of an interesting situation. We may never know the whole story.
2: I mean, it's a little early to be saying that because who knows? I mean, down the line, more and more people might go buy the game as, as the next year or so progresses. I mean, it's too early to say that there's not going to be a Titanfall three. It- Especially,
4: yeah. especially with the price drop, uh, the, the the same buddy of mine that just picked up Overwatch picked up Titanfall 2 because he had heard some good things about it, and even I was intrigued w- w- with the first one. I mean, I didn't rush out and buy it, but the concept looked cool, and he went out and picked it up because it was a it was a decent price on Black Friday. So, um, I would say it, it's too early. It normally gives an indication but i mean like troy was saying maybe it's a marketing strategy you know hey look it's call of duty's getting bad reviews our game is you know 20 bucks cheaper you come try our game and this could be the shot in the arm that it needs
0: yeah but also i would say that titanfall 2 and inside on this list are probably the weakest links i honestly think that it goes to either doom uncharted 4 overwatch they've been around longer they've had more time to 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 build reputation. Titanfall is just way too new and it, there is a lot of, you know, uncertainty around it. I don't think it gets game of the year at all. And inside's great, but it's super short.
4: The one thing I will say that that's kind of good about the game of the year this year is there's not a game that just came out, you know, so I mean, mean, uh, Titanfall kind of goes in that, but how many game of the years have you seen that the game was released the day before
0: the cutoff? Oh, the, within, yeah, within the, the, a month the, the, or two. Yeah. And, and, Titanfall and is the every, only one on this list that is that is released in the last part of the year. Every other and, and, one of these and, and, games was in the first part of the year. Well,
4: yeah. yeah, and was, everybody's... Inside in was released in August. But, oh, okay. But, but, but you guys get what I'm saying. Then. Everybody's flying high because of this new game that just released, and all of a sudden, that game wins game of the year, and it's like... I, I it's, always get it, aggravated it's, it's, it's by more that because... Than in, actually you know it is quality it, it is you're, you're 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 all excited because that's th- that's the the latest and greatest game that's what's on everybody's mind and you need to sit back and look at all the games throughout the year and go which one's holding up is am i voting this game because that's the one that's in the forefront of my mind all right that's how i look at it i'm sorry i'll get off my soapbox now well
0: no it makes sense it
4: makes sense all right
3: let's uh Let's actually do the topic of the week that we've been delaying. How about that, you guys? Alex, we have actually waited. Uh, I know you haven't listened to the shows. We've actually waited to do the topic of the week because me and you are really, and Mark, uh, he's normally, uh, he falls into this category too, but me and you are basically the game reviewers and have to deal with this type of situation. Uh, in an article that was posted on October 25th on IGN, I'm going to read the article so, you're caught up on the situation because I'm pretty sure, Alex, you don't know exactly what's going on. Uh, Bethesda Software, publisher of Skyrim, Fallout, Doom, another sizable video game series, has announced that they will no longer be providing advanced review copies of their games to any media outlet any earlier than day, one day prior to release. The publisher released a blog post on their official site earlier today explaining the decision stating that, quote, While we will continue to work with the media, streamers, and YouTubers to support our coverage, both before and after release, we want everyone, including those in media, to experience our games at the same time." The statement more or less echoes how Bethesda handled the launch of Doom earlier this year. This all but completely prevents any game reviews from being published in time for the players to reference before making their purchasing decisions. As for the hundreds of thousands of players who read pre launch reviews, Bethesda offered this consolation, quote, we also understand that some of you want to read reviews before making your decision, and if that's the case, we encourage you to wait for your favorite reviewers to share their thoughts, end quote. The post does not seem to indicate other forms of pre-launch content, most likely in the form of previews and trailers, but would still be supported, but those looking to read impressions of the finished product will have to wait. May, May I? Well, I was gonna, I, I was gonna go to Alex first because he's actually dealt with reviews, and I don't know if he's actually gotten uh, review copies ahead of time. So I kind of wanted to go to Alex first.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've got, okay. I've gotten review codes and stuff like that ahead of time. Uh, to me, whenever this happens in the gaming industry, at least when it's happened in the past, because everyone is so used to having reviews released on the day that the game is released, whenever something like this happens, where the game review is held up or the game copies, the, the review copies are held up, everyone looks at it as, well, this is just the publisher trying to make sure that the, a bad review doesn't get out and taint the game's sales before people can actually get their hands on it. Um, I mean, with Doom, obviously everyone thought it wasn't going to be a good game, and it turned out to be a Game of the Year nominee. Uh, I mean, it, it sounds kind of hard. well, not maybe not harsh, just maybe... A little bit dickish for them to say, "Oh, just wait for the reviews to come down to buy your favorite games." Uh, but I mean, I you know I don't know to be perfectly honest. It it seems like if more I feel like if every publisher did this, then no one would think twice about it. Um, but since there's such a history of you know people trying to hold back reviews because of the because of uh, what impact they might have on sales, I, I think that. It it it's kind of would be met with adversity and with anger and without out maybe not outrage but a backlash. It, to me, you know, I, I don't buy many games day one, so to and I don't really pay attention to, to reviews either. I mostly listen to my friends and word of mouth. So something like this doesn't really affect me too much. Um, I don't necessarily think they have a good reason to not provide. You know, they're still giving the, these companies, the game reviewers, free copies of the game to review and to put out there, and so they can have a review out there to kind of uh, promote their game. I will maybe "promote" is not the right word, but just to kind of to review the game and let everyone know critical reception of it. You know, I I don't think they have a good reason to to withhold review copies until the day before. Um, so it does It does kind of reek of, okay, well, we're just going to do this for all games so we don't get any negative press for holding a review copy back so everyone doesn't think that this game is going to suck or this game is going to suck. Uh, but we live in such a culture of we need the new thing. We need that game or that movie or that CD on release date. We need to buy that song as soon as we can. We need to have the new iPhone. We need to wait in line for it. Uh, you know… We live in a culture where we have to have the new thing right away, and we can't wait for it. There's got to be a midnight release, and we have to have it at 12.01. So, I mean, I think it does a disservice to gamers, and even if they can wait for reviews to come out before they buy it, I think it does a disservice to gamers, and I don't really think that Bethesda has a good reason to do this, to be quite honest. Maybe they're worried. Only thing I can see is that they're worried about spoilers getting out there and going on YouTube... And people getting pissed off because their favorite game got spoiled, but even in that, like that's happened. The review copies have been given out for years, way ahead of time, so the reviews can be ready for release. And if you're not looking for spoilers, you're not going to find them. You you know, it's not like you're going to open up your Facebook page one day and somebody is going to have the game, you know, spoil your favorite game for you or an upcoming game for you. If that does happen, then you probably need to reconsider your friends and who you associate with. But you would, you would literally have to go onto YouTube and look for spoilers in order to see spoilers. See, and one thing I want to point out is two things.
3: One, prior to Watch Dogs 2 getting released, IGN posted uh, what they do now. is They call it a review in progress. And the guy started reviewing Watch Dogs 2. And he stated that if he was to give it a score at that point, he would have scored it a 6.5. And after release, he finished the story. He finished, uh, because Watch Dogs 2 had problems with their multiplayer where they couldn't do synchronous uh, multiplayer, and they actually cut that from the release of the game and delayed it, and it actually just recently got released. But now the final score on IGN is an eight. Now, say what you will about the score, That's regardless of the point, it's the fact that the six point five, I actually saw people going, well, I guess Ubisoft screwed up again, or they didn't make enough changes. This isn't Assassin's Creed two to Assassin's Creed, you know, stuff like that. I I fully understand Bethesda saying what they say, and you kind of touched on it right at the beginning when you were saying like a bad review could halt, you know, pre sales and you know pre orders and all that stuff, and I get that to a point, but I think Bethesda is making a big mistake with this because of the fact that there are, like, yeah, there are people that want that day one purchase and all that other stuff, but you need these reviewers, you need these sites to put out these reviews, to get hype for your game, and if, if you decide, okay, well, we're not going to give out review copies anymore, you, you I, I think you're setting a bad precedent as far as You know, you working with these. We often talk about why games don't go fully digital. Why do Sony and Microsoft still put out physical copies of the games? And that's because they need GameStops. They need Amazon. They need those to peddle their hardware. So that's why they continue to work together. I think Bethesda should not be doing this and still be working with those game reviewers that are going to build hype for your game.
2: Well, so, like, with – first of all, if, if any company like IGN, I don't agree with them doing a a review in progress. Oh, I don't agree with that either. Because but. that's a very poor practice and they shouldn't do it. Because even if you say that this is not a full review or this is just, as they say, a review in progress, it's still going to turn some people off to the game. So they they don't need to be doing that. That's a terrible practice. Uh, cut that shit out, IGN, if you're listening. Um... So I I think that, but if you know, if the the problem is the Bethesda releasing a game, giving a game copy to a developer to a a reviewer a day ahead of time, will actually feed into that. So they're gonna be like, okay, well I've had this game for a day. In order to get you know clicks and attention on our website for this game, we're just gonna put out something like my first day with this game, blah blah blah. This is what I would give it right now. Uh, This is my first thought on the game. That's going to taint. What people think of the game, and that's going to potentially hurt or help um, sales of a game, and it may help. I think it, it has a bigger potential to hurt it. Well, it, you' true. You're you're very right there. Um, but you know, you could play like an hour or two hours of a game, be like, "This is great. I'm going to write something about this. This is so awesome," and then get to the end, and it's like, "God, that was a letdown." You know, it all went downhill from there.
0: So, so I, but but I would argue against that in that. So all of the outlets that they're typically going to give review copies to, I mean, especially a big publisher like Bethesda, they're going to give them to... Uh, your GameSpot's, your IGN's, your you know Rooster Teeth, all these these big outlets that uh, they have experience reviewing games. They know what to expect. They they're not going to spoil anything for one because they know they know how to do their jobs. You know they're not some jackass on YouTube who's going to stream the whole game as soon as he gets it. You know they know how to do this and do it right. And so in the same way as the IGN review in progress, when they put out that content day one because they have to have it there because that's that's when people are looking for information on these games there's on release date so they have to put something there so they're going to put it out with that it's like look i've played two hours and this is what i think out of this two hours but that could definitely change and i think that has a bigger tendency to probably do more damage than good because they're not going to come out and say oh my god this game seems like it's the most amazing thing ever and blah 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 because these people know to have guarded expectations and look this is what we've experienced so far this could change and we'll let you know when that happens. I
2: do want to say that we're talking about Bethesda here and while the practice should not necessarily the, the studio, you know, doing the practice should not necessarily play into how we feel about the practice itself. Bethesda is known for making quality games and putting out quality games. So it's But they're also known for putting out broken games on the PlayStation.
0: Some Buggy-ass games, yeah, for real. <laughs> like, most of their games that have come out, you look at Fallout, you look at Elder Scrolls, there's always rife with bugs, and that's that's a part of the charm, the quote-unquote charm of Bethesda Games. Wasn't Skyrim
3: but, broken but, for like a year before they finally fixed it on the uh, PS3? Very
0: well. Could have been, yeah. I mean, in all of them, I mean, Fallout. You like, you get, you get all these glitches, and they, they're fun to watch, you know, online. But at the same time, some of them can be game breaking. Um, I think another thing that that we haven't touched on yet that this could also um, increase the chances of is because these these outlets are getting the games a day before, it's forcing them to rush through a game and when you're talking about a Fallout or you're talking about an Elder Scrolls game that typically takes 100, 150, 200 hours to complete and, and, and fully experience, you're forcing this reviewer to rush through this game in 2 or 3 days so they can have content ready for it so they're not experiencing it in the best of, of circumstances. Uh, ideally, they would have gotten this game 2 or 3 weeks ahead of time So they could play through it at a leisurely pace, experience the game the way you and I would experience it, buying it on day one and, and have a, an accurate review based on that experience. Instead, they're, they're reviewing it based on playing it 12 hours a day for three days to try and get as much of it done as possible so that they could, you know, write a review and have it on, on the site. And I think that also has a great tendency to probably negatively affect their opinion on the game.
3: All right, Yield, I know you wanted to go first, and apparently we uh, said F you to that, but you're going to go last. How do you feel about all this?
4: Okay, so let me throw out the disclaimer here of of I am not a reviewer, nor have I ever got a review copy. This all being said, I am not upset by this at all, because as we've said before on past shows, reviews are like... Uh, I'm trying to find another uh, a, a another something else to compare it with but everybody's got opinions and so therefore a review is just that it, it is someone's opinion on the game and I I, I tend not to, to read too much into opinions I'll, I'll read whatever's in Game Informer and I might read something that I see pop up on from IGN or somebody like that. Um, most of my stuff is if, if, my buddies play it or somebody I podcast with, or even some people I have on my friends list, you know, don't, don't listen to if, tricky.
2: You'll end up playing mega man four. <clears throat>
4: so, you know, and, and I'll ask them what, you know, Hey, what do you think of this game? For the most part, it, it, it I go back to if, if what I like Alex was saying, if you like the game, you're going to go buy it. Re- reviews be damned. Um, I understand what Troy's saying about the if you wait until the very last minute to give them the game they're gonna to try to rush through it and therefore their opinions will be rushed My feeling on that in today's day and age where everybody has to be first everybody wants to post it first no matter if you tell them you know on in and, and any kind of disclaimer clause you can't post until here everybody's trying to find their way around it everybody wants to be first to get the hits.
2: I mean that's it's, that's the way that's the nature that news has gone through in the past few for, past forever. couple decades. It's it's always that been been that way with the news, and especially now with uh, the internet and and people's attention spans. They want news as fast as they can get it, and information is at our fingertips, literally in a blink of an eye. They it is expert, it it is um made that tendency even worse to try to get something that's not necessarily. The greatest quality of or completed
4: work ever out there first yeah and and that that that's that's the bad thing. but i've I've also heard from a few reviewers that even if even when they get a review copy, they don't play through the game completely. They play a handful of hours of it and then here is my opinion based on what I've played so far. and to me that is you're doing your readers, or your fan base, a, a dishonestly, by not playing through the whole game and giving an honest opinion based on a whole game instead of I played two hours of it, I played ten hours of it, and this is what I think so far. So, I'm I'm of the of the mind of if they want to wait till the day before, that's their prerogative, and and if it hurts their sales, then you know it. So be it, but I'm just... You, you You will do your promoting from your game shows. You will do your promoting from your interviews with Game Informer, from Official PlayStation Magazine, Xbox Magazine, wherever you do your reviews here and there. You know, your your stuff on the internet. You will get your word out about your game. And and ultimately, it's going to be how you present it and some of the early... Uh, the early buzz from what people have played at game shows. Also, I, I
0: don't think that, I think that they'll end up still like releasing copies to like YouTubers or people who, who they decide are influencers for their game. Um, so that they can control the message. That's the thing about but a review copy. A review is that it's, it's, it's an un unfiltered opinion that, that the developer by definition has no influence over beyond giving them the game whereas they can find a youtube personality and influencer and offer them a free copy of the game under the auspices that hey you're not going to talk about these bugs you're going to talk about good stuff you know we're we're creating the message
3: but see that's that's yeah that's
4: that's exactly the bad that yeah see that's the bad thing that i was going to point out if if you're giving it to the people who are only going to speak good of your product then that's that's bad in the whole industry and that's biased To, to to to, yeah to me you want to me the best reviews come from the people who who aren't maybe necessarily aren't getting free copies, well they're definitely not getting the free copy. But even if they are, you know, you know let, 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 let's say we got a free copy of the latest and greatest game and we sit here and go, you know what? We don't like it. We, we, we think it sucks. That may hurt us down the road, but on the same thing, I would feel that I would feel better doing that and letting the listeners, or our listeners, viewers, readers know that, in my humble opinion, this is not a good game. But it just in that, it's my opinion. Rather than sitting there going, they gave me a free game, this is
1: awesome.
0: That's what all of these review sites have always been operated under, you know, like the IGNs, the GameSpots. That's that's the auspices. It's like, look, they gave us a free copy of the game because they want us to cover their game, but we're going to give an honest opinion. If this game is broken, we're going to tell you it's broken because you, our readers and or viewers and followers, trust us to do this and to give you the straight shot. We're not here to, you know, suck on the teat just because they gave us a free copy of the game.
3: Oh, now speaking from the business side of this, you know, as the owner of Proving Gamer, we, I often get review codes for games and I give them out to, you know, our writers and whatnot. I See, me personally, I feel if I'm going to, if I have a review copy of a game, I'm more likely to give it to somebody who's not a fanboy of the series then somebody which that makes is. sense because if you if i give like if i give yield a game to review and
4: well, i Well here here let me give you an example. Okay. All right, you, every everybody remembers burnout paradise, right? Right. Yes. That's,
1: right, a, that's okay. actually the game i, I was I got use. a buddy.
4: I just I just say i got a buddy hates racing games. I mean, he He'll watch me play him. He'll, he'll, he'll mess around. But to, to, for him to buy a racing game, he hates it. So Burnout wasn't even on my radar. He went and played it. I, I forget why he bought it, what he saw, what somebody told him. So he goes and plays Burnout, calls me up on the phone, and goes, dude, go buy Burnout. And I'm like, but you hate racing games. He's like, yeah, I know, and I'm telling you to go buy it. I never played it and went and bought it just because he hates racing games and he's telling me this game is a blast. Go get it.
0: That that's would, that's a good it. thing too. But then you can look at it at the opposite side of like if Tricky gave me WWE 2K17 to review, having never played a WWE game, I could think, "Wow, this is an amazing game." Or you turn around and look at Alex's opinion on Resident Evil Five. He's like, "Well, I've never played another Resident Evil game. I think this is a great game." But then you talk to people who have played the entire series from the beginning. They know how it progressed. They have a different opinion on it, and maybe their opinion is a little more valid in looking at it as a an entire series, like. I didn't like God of War 3. I didn't didn't like it at all. So going into you know reviewing another God of War game, that's going to affect my opinion, whereas if somebody who has played every game in the series multiple times even and knows the ins and outs of it, they're going to be able to, to look at that game as a whole probably more objectively than I can, having never experienced it. So there's goods and bads to both yeah, sides, see, I think. It, it, Darn
4: you and your devil's advocate. See, a perfect
0: example
3: is, you know, I, I just thought this. If, if somehow Proving Gamer gets a review copy of Resident Evil 7, Daryl would be the last person that I want to review that game because he's going to go into the game with, uh, you know, star,
4: glasses.
3: Yeah, Starstruck eyes, and he's going to love everything about it. And it's not that I don't think Daryl would give an honest and in-depth review because that's not the case at all. Daryl is a phenomenal reviewer of games. But I, I, I'd much rather give that review copy to somebody who's not going to go in having a hard on for the game already. I want somebody to go in and actually be able to critique it. And and like with Daryl, if let's say the frame rate drops on the game, Daryl would go, yeah, the frame rate drops, but it's not that big of a deal. Where if I gave it to Troy, Troy would, Troy would be like, yeah, the frame rate is really an issue. And, and that's not saying If, is if this is your way
2: of saying that I'm not getting a review copy of, of Horizon Zero Dawn, I'm going to be really pissed off. <laughs> well, I,
3: I, I'm saying that in a <laughs> roundabout way, but I don't think we're getting a review copy of Resident Evil or Horizon. But that being the point, it's like I, I, I want to give it to the person that's going to be more neutral. Like, I don't want to give it to a person that's, that hates the series. I don't want to give a it to a person that loves the series. I'd much rather give it to a person that. Can stay neutral and say, these are the flaws, these are the pros, these are the cons, and give that honest review. Because that's what actually pride Proving Gamer being, is that we're giving you a quote-unquote proven review.
0: I want you to know... You you should be able to do that, though. Like... It, it, like i i pointed out with ign and GameSpot and all this all these people who are given these review copies they've been doing this for a long time they understand you know that that they have to give the straight shot and so even in those those places they tend to try and pick review copies to go to people who at least have experience and interest in that genre because otherwise you're not getting a complete picture well yeah i'm not versus, i'm not you know, i'm
3: not going to take a, like me i'm not going to take a cold duty game to review because i don't like first person games yeah. But I'm also not going so, to give that review copy to The Walking idea who absolutely loves Call of Duty. I'm going to give it to, say, Alex, who can play the game and be able to do
2: it. I yeah, want to... I you would hope that everybody could be objective. I want to be very clear that when it comes to Horizon Zero Dawn, I'm as neutral as it gets. <laughs> All right. With that being said, we're going to close out the
3: show. As he
4: flies his gorilla flag. <laughs> With that being said, Shut gonna,
3: the hell we're, up, Yield. We're going we're to close out the show. Uh, listeners, I know we said we were going to talk about the Bill of Rights, but uh, time is getting a little pressing, and Alex does have to go to bed. His mom is calling it, telling him it's his bedtime. So,
2: let's I got to work early in the morning. Let's do uh, – uh,
3: we we actually have four emails this week, so let's quickly Ooh. go through them, and then we'll get into our housekeeping. Uh, first one comes from Matt over at the Smart Rucks Podcast. He says, With Black Friday coming on by the time we record and answer this question, did any of you horror score any Black Friday gaming deals to boost your trophy count? Also, were there any games you were looking forward to being discounted for the holiday but somehow was missing from the deals? Personally, I'm surprised that there wasn't any good deals for Battlefield 1. On a side note, I was happy to hear your predictions for last year's Survivor Series, or excuse me, last week's Survivor Series, and how wrong you all are. Happy Hit Trophy hunting horse. Peace out. Now, first thing I'm going to say is. We were all wrong with Survivor Series. And including them. Who made predictions not only for Take uh, TakeOver. And Survivor Series. Where they both only got one prediction right. For both shows. And we didn't even make a prediction. We just assumed Brock Lesnar was going to even up the, the series. But with that being said. Were there any deals that you guys hoping to see that didn't come through.
0: I'm going to jump in there. I actually, so what I was looking forward to was I, so having just played uh, smash over the weekend, I really wanted to see a deal on a Wii U pro controller. And so far that has not per, uh, materialized. This is Sunday. Tomorrow is cyber Monday. Maybe something will pop up, but um, I was actually shocked. They had deals on PlayStation four controllers and Xbox one controllers, but nothing for the Wii U pro controller. Cause I really want to get my hands on one to play smash with.
3: And the only thing I wanted was uh, discounted Plus subscriptions, which uh, this year they only dropped from sixty down to fifty, which was the price we've been paying.
4: Yeah, see, I, I was hoping to find I was hoping to find some Plus as well. Uh, last year I was able to find, you uh, it was a limit of five. Uh, you could get five three month subscriptions, which totaled you know the same price as just a full year. So it was like the deal that Sony was doing, you know, buy twelve get fifteen. And so that was the deal I got last year. So I was I was a little disappointed in no um, plus deals, but I was just kind of I was kind of surprised as a whole. You know the gaming deals this year just to me they they just weren't there. I so to me it was a kind of a surprise as a whole. There just wasn't a lot there.
2: All right, Alex. You know I wasn't really since I bought WWE Two K Seventeen. Um, and I, I want to download Transformers Devastation and play that at next. I didn't really look for any game deals. Uh, movie deals were the ones that I was really looking at, and usually Black, Fla- Black Friday, a good percent of my purchases are movies. So I was happy that I found Captain America Civil War for 8 bucks. I thought that was a really good deal. I had already bought Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters, so I wasn't really looking for that. So really the only movie that I, I was looking for uh, that I wanted to buy Exc- except for maybe the Jungle Book. I do want to buy the Jungle Book. It was like 17 bucks, and I'm like, you know what? I'll wait. I'll wait on that. I know it's a Disney movie, and they don't typically go down in price that much, but I'll wait. Um, but no, Civil War, I was really happy that I found that. So um, no, I wasn't really looking for games, but I was, I was happy with the one, the one movie that I did buy.
3: All right, and our next email comes from uh, 42J. I don't want to say his real name because he didn't give us permission. Uh, but you guys all know him as, uh, Kalai's husband. Um, he sends an email, says, why don't you guys pause the recording if you're going to talk about your steroid op- soap opera? That's five minutes of my life I'm never getting back. Well, 40, uh, you're going to have to pause the show, mute the show earlier, because <laughs> we already talked about that.
2: And my entire, and my entire what you've been playing. I,
0: you can do what I do. I usually take the time to go take a piss because I don't listen, I don't watch wrestling. So I use that moment to get up and go take a piss.
3: Did your dog just bark for the first time?
0: Yeah, it did for the first time ever.
3: That was crazy. <laughs> All right. Our next email comes from Mike. He says, hey, guys, my name is Mike. I'm listening to the podcast. Thank you for the entertainment. I'd like a shout out if you could. My PSN name is corndog Six Nine Eight. I also have a YouTube channel. The same the, the name is the same as my PSN. Man, you really need to learn to use uh, periods here, buddy. Uh, <laughs> oh, I. I listen, the grammar Nazi over there. Uh, it's all one <laughs> r- long odd sentence. He actually has one period in his whole thing. Uh, I mainly
4: so say it all in one breath.
3: I mainly just do it for a hobby, showing off my platinums. I am a trophy whore. I'm hoping to get to 400 platinums by the end of the year. His only period, and then he says, thanks again, guys.
0: Dude, how many Platins does he have if he's trying to get to 400?
3: Year? Uh, man. Let me. Bravo. I, You know, I, I think he actually sent me a friend request. I'm actually going to go look at his PSN re- name right now, so you guys vamp for a second.
0: No, that's dope. Like, seriously. Thanks for writing in for one and for two. If you're even 400? approaching 400 wow. Platinum Trophies, that's, that's fucking dope. Like, props.
4: That makes my sixty one seem like nothing.
0: Right. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna that
3: my app's not working. I'm gonna go to PSN Profiles.
0: That is some quality whoredom for, for real.
4: It is. I mean, I'm pretty stoked of my 61 and uh
3: okay. According to PSN Profiles, he is a level sixty-six. Total trophies of sixteen thousand five hundred and nineteen. And he has, Gosh. and he has 388
2: platinums.
0: That's dope. Matt all all of that.
2: us combined, he'd beat all of us combined. Yes.
0: In all aspects, I imagine.
2: <laughs> uh, but I, I
0: maybe not total trophies. We're
2: not
4: worthy. Okay,
2: but we're but
3: but, but but I'm gonna call shenanigans.
4: Shenanigans Uh-oh. has been called.
3: We we are calling shenanigans, and we will get into this when we get into our Bill of Rights. But he has oh,
4: I know where he's going.
3: He has multiple platinums in the same game just from different regions.
0: Oh wow. That's a whole different like topic than what we actually discussed for the Bill of Rights going in in multiple regions. right He has I mean, he has
3: the platinum in Saints row four reelected twice. He got one on March third of this year and the next one on March thirteenth.
0: ten days later. Um, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, if you ask JT, he's, he's just being a quality trophy whore.
3: Well, no, listen, <laughs> listen, I, I, I'm just calling shenanigans, uh, and the shenanigans is actually going to get postponed until, uh, we actually talk about the Bill of Rights and that gets ratified. But a f- few more things, uh, his rarest trophies, uh, three of them are Platinums. He's got the Platinum in Grand Theft Auto Five twice that's
0: that's quality
4: uh wow that's some serious grind
3: rockstar
0: games have some serious tough platinum he
3: has the platinum in Terraria,
0: a terraria yeah. yeah
3: and he has a silver at a 2.62 uh in mortal Kombat from i'm not dead yet which is uh go down to 10 percent of your health and come back to win the match
0: Cool, cool. It was probably boosted on that one, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not hey, trying to I call shenanigans, you... but that, I mean, that sounds like something you'd probably have to boost unless you're like a super quality Mortal Kombat player. Uh, but it's all good. Respect for the boosting. I'm
3: actually looking for his fastest platinum. Uh, his first trophy has no timestamp, which is from Call of Duty: Modern Warfare 2.
0: Well, thank you, Corn Dog, for writing in. Everybody check out his stuff. He's definitely balling. And good luck on hitting 400 Platinums by the end of the year, man.
3: All right. With that being said, let's get back it's to very our... Very obtainable. And our last one, which I like, uh, is actually Yelling at Yield. I saw that. This one comes from Jeroslaw Jamma. It says, Why I yield to no one not except me to Platinum Guild. Because I love Trophy Horse Podcast. Or because I've only got 10 cheap platinum. Anyway, hope Tricky come back. He is heart and soul of podcast. Thank you very much. Question. Did you ever consider the addition to Sophie's Trophies add another trophy of the week? Let's say the, e- the most easy or hard trophy or funny trophy name that is the most ridiculous trophy or most enjoyable or longest time to pop. Thank you for all you're doing. 10 out of 10 stars from me to you. And he puts his name, but I'm not going to say it because he didn't give me permission. Uh, P.S. I think I'm the first Polish listener. You.
0: Cool. Woo! At least the first we're one that's made in, himself we're... known for sure. Now, I
3: want to apologize. Because we're big in Poland. I, I, I want to apologize for the way I started reading that email. I, I, that, that was a little stereotypical because <laughs> I read the last slide. But for, in fairness, I'm Polish too. So I thought you, it I thought you were it Italian. I'm Italian, Irish,
1: and yeah. Polish.
0: So, I mean, it's a cool idea definitely to have, like, a a trophy of the week that that fits, like, some quirky thing. But I think maybe that would be tough to come up with every single week um, just as far as, like, those type of things don't necessarily come up all the time. It's definitely a cool idea. Uh, Maybe it could be a topic some week, you know, talk about like our hardest Platinum or, you know, trophy that took the most work to get or some of the craziest, easiest trophies that we've ever experienced. That I think that would be probably a good position for that. Maybe not necessarily a weekly segment, but it's definitely a cool suggestion.
4: Yeah, why you not accept, accept me to Platinum Guild? Uh, because uh, Yield doesn't get back to his uh, guild as often as he should. Um, After I saw this email pop up, I did go into the guild and accept those who had requested uh admission into the guild I, so you how, should be in there now i, I was how, actually, how
0: big was the backlog on that
4: <laughs> how big no, there, there was there was all uh, it did a huge backlog i mean there was like hundreds of people
3: i i was actually going to tell you uh because I, I saw the email i was actually going to tell you to wait until the show posts to accept them
0: no it's good he got oh. in as quickly as possible. Oh. Is Corndog a member of the guild uh, with his 400 platinum? He should be. Don't
3: know. I mean,
4: he, we, he, we... he has not. He he has not uh, asked for uh, acceptance. So
3: Corndog asked for acceptance.
4: All right, let's do something that and maybe and maybe we'll we'll get you through the screening process real quick. Uh, I'm trying to get as many people in before the wall goes up. All right, let <laughs> <laughs> let's uh That's
3: let's let's awesome. do something that we very rarely do on the show. We actually have two iTunes reviews. Two- uh first one I'm going to apologize. Oh,
4: wrestling fans was
3: actually a month ago, but it just came through. <gasps> I, I I promise you, I promise you this one I did not see this one until this day and I check every week. Uh this one comes from I'm just gonna spell it A-B-U-K-I-I.
0: bookie?
3: I guess. A uh five star review, great dynamic between the four core members.
0: A month ago there were four core members. Yes, There was. <laughs> it 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 checks out. Yes. Good review.
3: <laughs> and the other review comes from PG Frosty, which you guys know is Frosty. Uh five stars says, fun show to listen to and be part of. If you haven't listened to the show, go ahead and treat yourself. It's a blast. And you might learn a thing or two about trophy hunting from the real kings uh and he says ps4 or die
0: or die all right i gotta i'm, I'm gonna jump in and kind of do my little spiel here that i had in mind so the emails i love that we're getting emails guys this is amazing um i definitely want to see more uh i love the idea of being able to interact with the listeners uh i love that a, a lot of the emails that we got this week are from people that uh, they're not active in the facebook group you know they're not people that we normally interact with every day a lot i of time really enjoy the that first time caller a lot like that. Absolutely. And and I love that. I'd love to be able to have our listeners wherever they are all over the world to reach out to us, to talk to us, uh, whether it's, you know, calling us out on something that we said, whether it's, you know, suggestions for topic ideas, it, all of this stuff is amazing and super welcome. Um, I, I, this is something that I've been calling for since I got on the show. And I'm glad that you guys are, are listening to my call. A uh, couple things that popped up this, uh, you know, tricky He's, he's reluctant to say your name and where you're from, uh, unless you give him permission. So in your email, tell us whether or not you want to be anonymous or whether or not you, you want credit and, and, and to be, uh, you recognized by name. Cause that's, that's important. If you guys want that, we want to make sure we get that for you. So just give him permission, uh, or let him know whether or not you want to be anonymous in your emails. Um, I definitely, I, I'm pushing for emails. uh, uh voicemails are great. Uh, they, we They come very rarely. The number is, it could be a long distance phone call, depending on what your phone situation is. I know most people have cell phones anymore. Uh, obviously, getting emails from Poland, that's an international call. That's super expensive and, and, and definitely not um, able to be, you know, Afforded by most people, so we definitely don't want to call out for that to be a primary re- way to reach out to us. Uh, you're definitely welcome to reach out to us on Twitter and Facebook. We have the Facebook groups. Uh, we're super active in there. We're always talking to people. The cool thing about the Facebook groups, if it's something that you want an immediate response or whatever, that's where that's going to happen. So by by nature of that, that's probably not going to make it on the show unless it becomes like this huge thing, like our Bill of Rights discussion <laughs> that we had in the Facebook group. No. So basically, the, the cool thing about that is, yeah, you can reach out to us on the Facebook group. It's definitely welcomed. We like to have an active community. Um, join the Facebook group, you know, talk to us there. But if it's something that you want on the show, I definitely encourage you to email it because that's how it's going oh, to yeah, end topic up on. topic of the
4: week, anything. Any of
0: that stuff. Like, uh, I mean, if it's just a question, I mean, we had the Black Friday question. Great question, you know, something that we can address, a big, small, whatever. I, I love having this interaction with you guys. Um, and I know the rest of the guys do too. Tricky you know counting the days the first day we had two emails then another one came in now we had four by the time the show came live and that was just an awesome thing and and I really like it so that's that's my take on it if if you want a quick response or you want to have you know a discussion at the time the facebook group or twitter are perfect places for that but if it's something you'd like to have on the show Definitely email it in. Uh, we may hope, I mean, ideally, it, it could get to the point where we have so many emails that we can't necessarily pick them all. And and I hope that it gets to that point, just because that means that we have so many passionate listeners that are reaching out to us. Uh, but as, as the time being, if we're getting five or six emails a week, then we can definitely talk about them on the show. And it's something that we we look forward to Um you know, having the interaction with our fans, uh, our, our listeners. Yeah, office. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This, this, this ended up being a really long show, but last week's show we had to stretch to get, you know, an hour. So, you know, it gives and takes. And, and so we, we definitely look forward to hearing from you guys. Uh, one thing that I'll point out and it just came to me is, is the fact that if you want to be remain anonymous, please let us know. But if you want the shout out and you want us to, you know, say your name, your first name, where you're from, stuff like that, definitely let us know because we definitely want to give you the recognition that you, that you want.
3: All right, let's 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 close out the show.
0: Let's clean this clean shit, shit up.
3: up. There you go. ProvingGamer.com is looking for some writers, podcasts, videos, videos news, boards, and generalized help with the site. If you're interested in applying, go to ProvingGamer.com, click on the Help button tab, and fill out the application, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. While you're there, be sure to check out all of our articles and all of our videos. Speaking of our videos, they can be found on YouTube by doing a search for official Proving Gamer. Uh, all the videos for my 25-hour stream from Extra Life is now on YouTube. Also, the Community Gamer Night, which we did last night, playing uh, Star Wars Battlefront, that included myself, Res- Resident Daryl T Bird, Walking Idea, JT, and Kev. That's also on YouTube as we speak. Uh, I just got a friend request on PSN. I don't know who that's from. Uh, it's corn Dog. No, it wasn't Corn Dog. Corn dog was already on my list. Uh, with that being said go check out YouTube uh, each each of the extra videos are broken down into 15 sections so there's like 104 videos so if you have nothing to do for 25 hours go watch all those videos I noticed
0: they were coming up in different languages too did you do that on purpose? no I
3: did not do that I don't know why I did that
0: Dude, on Twitter every time it popped one up it was in a different language one was French one was Spanish there was one in Russian like it was like what the hell is going on? I
3: have no idea and I, wanted, I, don't, and I want to say sorry to everybody for that uh, I did not uncheck the button. This says post to uh, Twitter. I didn't realize it was so going to post every 15. 15- yeah, I got, I, got a, I got emails going, thanks for the spam. Uh, <laughs> believe me, that was not intentional. Uh, with that being said, if you want to get a hold of us, there are several ways to get a hold of us. The first one is our email, trophyhors at provinggamer.com. The next is our phone number. Troy, what's the number?
0: Three three zero proven nine. I don't know. It says three three zero five 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 five. So that's I don't know. That's one of the, the numbers you give people in movies.
4: <laughs> Yield what's the number? Three three zero proven nine. Three three zero seven 330-776-8369. Yes, very Boom.
0: good.
3: Boom. Yeah, I changed it in the agenda, Troy, just to mess with you.
0: I noticed you're trying to you're trying to throw me off.
3: Uh, the other one. If you want to, also the speed playback. Troy was talking earlier about. Long distance calls. If you want to leave a voicemail but not have to call long distance, I'm working on a Skype uh, account that you can possibly leave voicemails there. I'm still in the process of working that out. But in the meantime, you can use the SpeakPipe app, which is found on the right side of Proving Gamer, also on our uh, Proving Gamer Facebook page. Uh, you can click on that and you can actually leave a voicemail that way and we can get that and integrate that into the show uh if you want to get a hold of us on twitter there are several ways you can get a hold of us you can contact the site at proving gaming you can contact the show at trophy Wars. you can contact me at tricky Mick. you can contact alex at saundasaurus Rexes. alex is back on twitter
2: uh yes i kept my promise from extra life and i am back on uh twitter but you haven't
3: tweeted in over a week
2: well sometimes brilliant do- brilliance doesn't just happen at the drop of a fucking hat
0: you can't rush brilliance. When, when, when was you?
2: when was when was Yields last
4: tweet? Uh, last yesterday during
2: the football game.
0: Yield tweets. Troy, lot. when was his last tweet? Today, probably. I tweet daily. Well, you know what? I've already. I've got sixteen thousand tweets, so I I'm pretty. I've I've pretty, already uh... tweeted. Oh, it's actually no. It was twenty four hours ago. It was the picture of my dog that I posted. So it I actually haven't tweeted today. I
2: have already. T- I have already tweeted. In the last two weeks, more than I've tweeted in the past year. So like I'm, a, on a good point. I'm on a, I'm Facebook. I'm a hitting, on i I'm 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 hitting my stride. I'm at a good pace.
3: If you want to get a hold of yield, it's it's at I yield to no one. If you wanna get a hold of Troy, it's at anti gamer. That's A N T not with A I A N T I.
0: A N T S O C I A L G A M E R. There's no I in Antisocial Gamer because some jackass is sitting on that handle.
3: If you want to get a hold of Mark, it's. That's all right. I like the one.
4: I like the way you do it. If you want to get a
3: hold of Mark, it's, it's at the underscore IonBain. If you listen to this podcast, we greatly appreciate it, but be sure to go listen to our other podcasts. Sorry, I'm laughing at which Troy put for the last one. The uh, other podcast, BG Spoilers, which we are doing in the show, uh, I promise you. Uh, remember the loop, the smart marks, and the good, the bad, and the unfortunate monetization strategies. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What?
1: <laughs> AKA unfortunate
3: monetization
0: strategies. <laughs> what the fuck
3: did you just say? Okay. <laughs> Alex, I'm, uh, Alex, we have a new podcast on the site. No, no, no. I'm, w-
2: I'm well aware. It's uh, It's Nate and Frosty. Right. Well yes. the
3: actual name of the show is Good, the Bad and the the micro Sanctions.
2: Yeah, well what did you say?
3: Well one week on well, I have to give you the story. One week on the show, I wasn't there and they forgot to give it uh the guys forgot to give it a proper shout out. So now every Yeah, it
0: wasn't it wasn't in the in the show notes that are basically copy and pasted every week. So we looked over it, didn't didn't mention it. So I added it to the show notes from every week thereon, but there's it kind the of the a running joke in the facebook group that, that that microtransactions is kind of a weird thing to have at the end of that title even though it's it's a perfectly good title i'm not dissing it but it's kind of a running joke so every week i've changed what that last thing is so i did like the good the bad and the mumble mumble or the good the bad and the something something and then this week i put the good the bad and the unfortunate monetization strategies aka microtransactions
2: gotcha
3: oh all the podcasts can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and all your various podcast applications on your smart devices, and also tune in. There We have some PlayStation 4 communities. We have the Proving Gamer community. We have the Trophy Horrors community, which is called the t Dubs Brothel, because Shuhei won't let us say horrors on the PlayStation Network. And we also have the aforementioned uh, Platinum Guild, headed up by YIELD. You can get involved in all of those. Uh, that brings us to the end of our housekeeping, but we do have some sponsors. Our first sponsor is Extra
2: Life. Alex, you are finally back. Tell us about Extra Life. So as we reported earlier in this show, Extra Life 2016 has thus far raised over $8.5 million for Children's Miracle Network hospitals around the world that is fantastic, and everyone involved should give themselves a big round of applause. Uh, I want to point out that donations are still accepted through the end of the year, so if you haven't made a donation yet or you want to make a larger donation, you still have the opportunity to do so. And I would like to point out that charitable donations are a tax write-off. So uh, I don't have they decided the date for next year yet. No, they have not.
0: No, it's gonna. It's probably going to be whatever day the clocks roll back.
2: So. Look for for next year. It'll either be in October or November. That's the way this thing has rolled for the past the past uh, or for the entirety of its life cycle. So, big takeaway: eight and a half million gets bigger and bigger every year. Hopefully, we'll hit ten next year. Uh, but yeah. So, uh, if you do again donations, if you have more that you want to donate or you want to donate some, you have to the end of the year. Go. Right, oh, uh, website. It is extra-life.org. That's where you can find all the information you will ever need on Extra Life. Play games, heal kids. Trademarked.
3: All right. Yo,
4: tell us how they can go find me. Go to gofundme.com backslash proven gamer. Uh, we, the four horsemen of the Podmageddon, is trying to raise monies to bring you, the Horedom, a better podcasting experience. So, if you could, if you would, if you would like to, go there, uh, hit us up. Uh, we got some trophy themed donations. Uh, you can even get Tricky to donate, or donate. You can get Tricky to actually uh, platinum a legitimate game instead of Hannah Montana and uh, this silly game called The Division. What about IMAO? Oh, and IMAO. Sorry. All right, Troy.
0: Who we sponsored so by? So we are also sponsored by Amazon. Uh, basically all you need to do is you go to ProvenGamer.com there is an Amazon link if you click on that before you go to Amazon to do your shopping a portion of everything that you purchase uh, goes to Proven Gamer to help us run the site keep it running keep bringing you quality content Uh, so it doesn't cost you anything extra all you do is you go to the site first uh, click on the link and that'll take you straight to Amazon you just do your shopping like you normally do your shopping like nothing was different Uh, but it definitely helps out the site because they give us a little bit for each purchase made and uh so yeah please do a good thing for us All right. so we can continue to do, do good things for you
3: with that being said uh I, i'm saying this to two audiences right now one our listeners of the podcast and also we are on facebook live right now everybody on uh, face
0: another tricky facebook live video everybody
3: on facebook live cannot hear you guys but i wanted to give our listeners a, a heads up that uh this is actually going to be a 3 hour podcast. You guys have been asking for it. Well, 3 hours podcast. If it's any shorter, blame Frosty. With that being said, we're going to close out the show with some shout outs. Yield.
0: So now we got to talk for 20 minutes to to no. pad it out to 3 hours cuz you've promised them a 3 hour show. No,
3: we're just
2: going to Yeah. No, we're
0: just going to blame Frosty for taking the No, shorter, instead yeah. you're just throwing Frosty under the bus. Exactly.
2: <laughs> what's happening? You uh, Alex, your shout outs. I want to give a shout out to the listeners, as always, first and foremost, because they uh, they fuel this mighty engine, this Warcraft, this uh, I can't remember what the name of the uh, the things from Mad Max are, the the war machines. The you guys are awesome. Sounds good. Thanks for listening to us. We appreciate you all. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to. Uh, the newest official trophy whore, Troy. You've been on the show many, many times, and we're finally glad to make you officially a humongous PSN big old fat trinket trophy whore. So he, he's, he's a killer turn
0: whore. And does that? It's dec- actually ironic because when I was podcasting with you before years ago, I was actually exclusively a Sony gamer, and now I'm not, and I'm actually officially a trophy whore. Go figure.
2: <laughs> I also, but it's great it's to be ironic. here. I love being on think? the show. I also want to give a shout out to Tricky Yield and Lucia for holding down the fort while I was gone. Uh, even though it's nice to have some time away from some of your duties, uh, not having internet really sucks when you want to download games and talk to people and watch Netflix. So I'm glad that I finally have internet and I'm finally back on the show. Uh, it is good to be back. But thank you all for keeping the seat warm while I was gone. Oh, and a shout Yield. out, shout out to the Kentucky Wildcats for their big victory, their upset victory over the Louisville Cardinals in football, collegiate football, yesterday. Yield your shout outs.
4: Ah, oh, a shout out to the fans for listening and spreading everything that is the whoredom. Um, we we would not be sitting high atop our pedestal if you guys were not out there doing all the legwork. Thank you. Um, A shout-out to Alex for making his triumphant return from his hiatus from the show. Uh, A shout-out to Tricky and Troy. Uh, A shout-out to Lucia. Uh, Sorry the monkeys ran into your poles and took out the power.
0: (laughs) He said monkey poles.
4: Uh, I did say monkey poles. Um, A shout-out to the newest guild member, the first two-time member, uh, Dat1Seagull. And... I won't say your name, I will spell it because I will butcher it. And uh, PLACZ are my newest members to the guild. I will give uh, shout outs to the guild Plats from the last time that I've done it. Uh, Stink Palm in Mayo twice. Monwoo um, 10 in Game of Thrones. Mind Cool Person and Up.
3: That's JT. Back
4: to the Future. Okay, he got Up. Back to the Future. And Mayo. And Donnie for his Platinum and Rise of the Tomb Raider.
0: Cool, cool. Hey, that one didn't have uh, multiplayer like the first Tomb Raider. Why, right? why
4: are you pointing at yourself? There is nothing in the th- in the guild that says...
3: I got four what Platinums what did you and get? you haven't given me a shout out for
4: it. And And you haven't posted any in the guild. I have so.
0: You have to follow what, the proper... Why have
4: you... What have you posted? The last thing I gave you a shout out for was your, was your, uh, uh, that, that funky VR game that all you did was took a picture of the platinum and said number such and such. And Troy had to tell me what game it was. Cause he knew that's the last one you put it in the guild. Cause I checked I thought yesterday. you knew you, you
0: had to fill out all the proper forms in triplicate, turn them in. Yes. It takes three weeks to process. Come on tricky. I, I you know, the what procedure. about my two mail ones?
4: You didn't post it. I absolutely did. You absolutely did not. I'm, I'm going to look. Uh-oh. I'm going to look right now. You go look right now. I'm looking right now.
0: What else? Any more? Any more shoutouts?
4: No, Troy. Go ahead. Knock him out, man.
0: All right. I got a shout out to Tricky. Yield and Alex. Uh, Alex, I missed you, buddy. I'm glad to have you back. Shout out to Mark. Hopefully they get your power back up pretty soon, buddy. That really sucks. Like literally right before we started recording, he his power went out. Uh, they had some rains in Southern California and some numbnuts knocked down a couple of power poles. So he was without power. He couldn't join us. Shout out to my wife who's downstairs trying to entertain the dog. Shout out to my brand new dog, Hazelnut, who decided to bark for the first time in the middle of recording this show. Uh, shout out to the Raiders for winning another game. They're doing great this season, and I, for one, am not a bandwagon fan. I have been a fan throughout all of these years, since 2002, that they have sucked balls. Uh, but it's good to see My them doing football
4: well. team has returned to sucking. Yes!
0: <laughs> it happens, man. It's ups and downs. That's why I see... I'm- I'm not super competitive in anything, and I'm also not one to talk crap because I know just as well as anybody that anytime your fortunes are going great, they can turn around just as quickly. So I've got nothing but respect for people who stick it out thick and thin because I was doing the same thing for the Raiders, and they just happen to be doing well now. So I'm good to, glad to hear that. Also, uh, New Mexico State University is sucking balls, so they've always kind of sucked balls at football, but uh, I think we're like 3-8 and eight right now. Uh, so, But that's all right. I don't really attend Aren't football games. Aren't they the games.
1: Wolfpack? Yeah.
0: No we're the Aggies. no uh, I'm not a oh, big fan Aggies. of the yeah I'm not a real big fan of the mascot either so uh, I'm okay with it I don't go to school for the football man I go to school for the education uh, but yeah those are my shout outs oh Neither wait no shout out to all of the listeners uh, everybody who listens to the show especially the ones who are reaching out to us I really appreciate that Ooh. I definitely want to see more po- uh, more emails for next week's show
4: I I, I second that I, I knew I was forgetting something uh, shout out to everybody emails iTunes reviews thank you. We love him. Keep him
3: coming. Alright, and I want to give a shout out to the listeners. Big shout out to Alice for finally making his return back to the Horedom. Uh I have to give Yield a shout out because he was right. I did not That's right. I
0: didn't post the I am A Uh I will be posting those shortly after this show. You can't get double credit for it, man. You already talked. you brought him up this show. You don't get credit, you credit next show. can't triple
3: stamp a double stamp. You can't triple stamp a double stamp
0: you can't triple stamp the double stamp uh give a shout out to uh troy for
3: becoming the killer turned whore uh a big twerp you to whoever knocked over mark's telephone poles uh huge shout out to the four people that sent us emails and uh give a shout out to the goddess who's laying behind me waiting to cook me dinner uh,
0: give it. Me- oh, ho, ho, ho. She oh ho, ho, shot. no, no, no.
4: She just told you your number Man.
0: one, buddy. Oh, oh, oh,
4: you saw that? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. She said number one. I, I, on the I thought you
3: guys were responding to what I said, like I was trying to make a sexist remark or something. Oh no. no! You were it trying. It just happened. I didn't make a sexist remark. Uh, give a shout out to. No,
4: you basically said it was her job to cook you food. I, I, I did said, not bro. say that. I'm just. I'm I really did
3: not anything, say that, and now I have to listen to the show after Frosty's done edited to make sure that's not what I said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> give a shout out to Sweet Mama D who came out here. Uh, an hour and a half ago to tell me she was going she's to bed. Playing,
4: she's playing She's playing Nintendo. She, you do really she's like inside that. playing she's Mega in Man playing, 4 right
0: now. Playing Mega Man 4. No, she's playing Mega Man 3 because she's got better taste in Mega Man games than you.
1: Ooh.
0: With that being said, until next week, happy trophy hunting.